Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. At Midwest IT Support Help Desk, we believe that technology should support and enhance your organization's success, not constrain it. With our wide range of best-in-class services, we provide customized solutions that fit your unique IT needs. We are committed to excelling at our job so you can focus on doing yours. Midwest IT Support Help Desk is always available, providing your organization with professional remote help desk support services you need. Midwest IT Support Help Desk will solve your technology issues day or night. Our IT staff ensures that your networking computers are up to date and ready for operation on a daily basis. Don't wait until problems occur. Let our organization solve them with our monitoring software, giving you the peace of mind you need. Let us do the worrying for you. Enabling your workforce with top-notch technologies isn't just important, but imperative for business success. This customizable solution allows your team to work seamlessly and collaboratively in a protected space. No matter what IT services you need, Midwest IT Support Help Desk will be there to support you every step of the way. Midwest IT Support Help Desk. We are committed to excelling at our job so you can focus on doing yours. Please visit www midwestitsupport.com for more information or shoot us an email at helpdesk at midwestitsupport.com Give us a call 765-239-9668 You are now listening to Two Guys in the Balcony with Brian and Dan on RadioAFS.com everybody and welcome to the second year of two guys in a balcony with brian and dan right here on radioafs.com fat boy media drcp army i am brian and with me as always is my best friend dan dan man welcome back to year two brother what's going on brother i mean it's not exactly year two because we haven't hit a full year no, it's Why? it's year yeah. it's it's year two. I mean, we started in seventeen. It's now eighteen, but I can't really say welcome back to to the second year because I mean, this is welcome to two thousand and eighteen. Yes, welcome to two thousand and eighteen with two guys in a balcony. It's so, been a long uh, road, brother. Man, it has. It really has a long yeah, ass road. <laughs> Oh, it's been a, a good, exciting long one. Long ass road. <laughs> oh, come a on, you ain't gotta say it like long. that. Man, shut up. You know how many problems we've had this year trying to figure shit out, technical issues, one problem after another. We've had oh, guests know. on this. We've had some really interesting, really cool guests on this show. 
you know, it's been a lot of craziness. A lot of craziness. It has. It has. But, it's, dude, it's been a blast, though. It was. It, it was. And this year, I, I can't really say it has been. I mean, it it was a blast. And it's going to be even more fun this year. Okay, well, the road leading up to now has been a blast. How about that? Hey, that works, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now that we've got that covered. Now that we've got that covered. So, man. So, uh, how's it been, man? How, how's, you know, we always do the weekly breakdown. Let me, let me, uh, let me hear about this one. Uh, I heard dude. it. I heard it. I heard it. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it has been hey, a rough fucking check week. It, check it out. Dan's got a story. Dan's got a surprise, story. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, but no, dude, it has been it has been a rough week, especially these last couple of days. Just issues going on in the store, staffing issues, I mean, and just oh man, today I had both my second shift and second shift cashier gone. Not even I mean one sick and one hurt herself. So I've got nobody. I mean, it almost came down to where I wasn't going to broadcast tonight. I mean, you know, I was going to have to pull a double and find somebody to, to you know, to cover with me. However, Damn. yeah, dude, it was it was rough. And I spent, I spent literally all day on the phone with some of the other managers that I, you know, that I know and, you know, texting and, you know, trying to get a hold of some of my other cashiers and just – just, you know, trying to get somebody in the store so that the store is going to run. You know what I mean? So, right. man, it finally came down. I had to break down and call my my assistant manager. And she, okay, so she takes Sundays off so that, you know, she can go be with, you know, she can be with her family. You know, kind of like the way I take Saturdays off. You know what I mean? This is the right. second Sunday in a row that I've had to take her away from her family. And man, I felt like shit when I called her, dude. I'm telling you. You know, and, uh, you know, I'm talking to her, you know, telling her what's going on. And I'm like, so, uh, by the way, you think you can work tonight? And uh, she was like, oh, shit. She's like, let me call you back. Let me see, you know, what my husband's got planned couple hours go by, you know, and I'm starting to sweat because it's starting to come down to, you know, crunch time where, you know, my cashier is about ready to leave and I've got nothing. You know, she finally texts me back. She's like, hey, I'll be there. You know, I'll be there at four o'clock. And I'm like, cool. So she, I'm telling you, she came in and honestly stepped up to the plate and helped me out a lot. You know, big shout out to her. Um, I know she's either listening right now or she's going to be listening a little bit later on. But uh, anyway, Karen, big shout out to you. Um, and with the cashier, dude, same thing. All damn day. All damn day trying to find somebody. Finally broke down. Um, I got one of my cashiers from my other store that, uh, you know, it was a really good cashier for me and stuff like that. Called him up. He's like, yeah. You know, I'll get you taken care of. 
So, uh, you know, big shout out to him. You know, uh, shout out to you, Tim. And Karen for helping me out. There you go. You guys got your shout out on the radio. Thank you for helping me out. I appreciate it. So, but yeah, that was, that was my entire week. That was how my entire week went. Just messing around with all this shit. And, uh, you know, New Year's Day was on Monday. I mean, it was just hell, dude. Sounds like it. Sounds like you had some fun there. I'm surprised I didn't put you to sleep with that story. I started to doze a little bit, but you ended up. <laughs> I know you did. I know you did. It's all right. I got it. I got it. <laughs> no, man. But, I mean, I understand. I mean, you know, we've we've all been in that position before. You know, we've all been in a situation like that, and it fucking sucks. Yeah. But I got all the Christmas decorations down. Christmas is officially out of my house now. Thank God. And, you know, tomorrow's the start of a brand new week. I've got good people coming in, so we're good. Hell yeah. So, anyway, enough about my long, boring-ass, you know, trifles. How was your week, brother? Oh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. It was a short week for me, holiday and all. I only had to work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Kind of sucked, though, because, you know, we get off Saturday morning at 7, and, uh, yeah. you know, last week we had to stay over. I stayed over with the foreman three hours to finish up a job. Well, this week we go in there, and we find out, this Friday we go in there, and we find out, hey, there's a priority job. If it's not done, we have to stay and complete it. It has to be done. So me and the foreman are there till 11 this time. <laughs> Jesus. It Jesus. worked out because I needed the hours. Well, I mean, yeah. Nothing wrong with getting, you know, a little bit of extra hours in, a little bit of overtime, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, yeah, a little bigger paycheck. Right. No, yeah, the overtime. Much yeah. But, uh, so, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, we worked three days. I stayed over, you know, had to stay over Saturday morning, and I, uh, had the kids over here, and my my oldest, I got to tell you this, man. I got to tell you this. It's pretty awesome, actually. Uh, my oldest, I took him out and helped him set up a bank account to cash nice. his very to cash his very first payroll check. Really? Yes. Bad ass, dude. That is awesome. Congrats to him. Awesome. Yeah. I was pumped. I was like, dude, this is so awesome. I'm so proud of you. He's like cashing his check and, you know, I, we he got out to the car. You know, I, of course, I'm not... I'm not going to be like the guy that walks in with him. I've, I've parked my ass in a parking spot and let him walk up there and get his own damn check and everything. I'm like, hey, this is your shit now, you know? But uh, he cashed his own He got his check, and he came out, and he was looking at him. And, you know, I explained to him, you know, his pay stub and, you know, looking at, you know, explaining to him the taxes and the deductions and all that stuff. And Looking at uh, the fact that he's making more money than you. Right, right, exactly. But, uh <laughs> But um, took him to the bank, and the bank that he had chose, you know, there was two different banks that he was he was leaning towards, and 
um, took him to the one bank so he could see what was going on there, what they had, you know, what they did and everything and explained it all to him. Well, then he decided uh, he wanted to see what the other bank had to offer too. So we called, you know, we, we stepped out, we called there and everything. He's like, all right, well, let's go there. So, you know, I, you know, it was all his decision, man. I didn't do nothing. I just, I, I dialed the number. I gave him the number to call, you know what I mean? And, um, so, and I made sure that, you know, he was able to ask the right questions and stuff and he made his own decision. We got there and he set up his own account and everything and Ash's very first payroll check, man. I'm, I was, I was like, damn, now I feel old. Right. Like, like, it's cool. I'm like, you know, he's working and stuff. I'm like, man, this is crazy, you know? And then all of a sudden he's like, holy shit, he's cashing the check. It really happened. He really was at work. <laughs> right? That's awesome, though. It's awesome. Teaching him responsibility at a young age. I like it, dude. That's awesome, right. brother. Well, then, then I'm like, I'm like, all right. So we get ready to leave. He's like, hey, can we go by Walmart? So I'm like, yeah, I need to go there anyways. He's like, all right, cool. Because I need to look at, I need to buy a new wallet. So I've got a better wallet because the one that I've got's all kind of beat up and stuff. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to have something for all the dollar bills. Right. I'm like. <coughs> but yeah, dude, it, it's crazy, man. I know. I'll, I'll never say that again. I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, the life of a stripper. No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> But he said he wanted to. He said he wanted to buy a new wallet and stuff. So he went out and you know paid for it with his own money and everything. I'm like, all right. Of course he, you know, bought a couple of other small things a, a couple of days before. It was like, I'm buying these. I'm like, okay. I threw it all up on the thing. I ended up paying for them. They went right through. I didn't even notice. I was like, now you owe me. And he's like, okay. Well, how much do I owe you? I'm like, you don't owe me anything, dude. I'm I'm not gonna make you pay. No. For, I'm I'm not gonna make you pay. When I got this, so so calm down. <laughs> so, anyways, we got uh. I want to get into this, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so first show of the year 2018. As many of you may or may not know, um, our very first show that we ever did as two guys in a balcony was Suicide Squad. And it was a DC movie, and that's when we established ourselves as personalities that are not quite fond of the DC Cinematic Universe. I mean, and that's 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 putting it mildly. But so Brian and I decided that for the for our very first episode of 2018, we were going to do another DC movie. We're going to start off the year right. With a bash session. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking Wonder Woman tonight. If you didn't know that from last week, then you weren't paying attention last week. But uh, yeah. yeah. Or listening. I'm, I'm, or listening. What did I say? Watching? 
Paying attention? <laughs> Paying attention. Whatever. You weren't listening well, last was, week. If you were being selfish to your own needs, then you wouldn't have known this. But this is right. what we're I doing. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, what were you doing? Out, you know, celebrating New Year's or some shit? Come on. Now what's more important than us? What's better than us? Well, I, mean, I could think of a few things that happen on New Year's. <laughs> well, Nothing. I had to go to bed you early because... Uh, what's better than confetti, right, Dan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> as long as it's not glitter. Yeah, that ain't no shit. <laughs> but, uh, Anyways... So yes, you we've know. decided. <laughs> we've decided that we're going to do the wonderful DC movie Wonder Woman. And I yeah. say wonderful because well, um it's it's hard to call it anything else, I guess, um other than like really bad names and so you know, let's just stick with that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was me. <laughs> anyway, uh, so where do we start? Where do we start with this crap fest of a movie? All right, well, let's uh, okay. So let let's take a look at Wonder Woman, the history of. Wonder Woman, I should say. Um, you're talking about like the 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 comic book history and stuff like that, or are you talking about the history that was portrayed on uh, on the movie? No, I'm talking the history of Wonder Woman, like Wonder Woman herself, the the actual the idea of Wonder Woman. Okay, we can do that. Well, I mean, and I, I mean, I think it kind of, I mean, it's kind of fitting considering, you know, we're talking about Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman was the shit back in the day. You know, I mean. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Dan's, Dan's feeling differently, but I mean, and, and I do too, but at the same time, I mean, you know, Wonder Woman was kind of cool back in the day. I mean, they actually kind of made her, and, and this is, this is. This is why there's a reason why I want to bring this up too is because the way DC this is a problem that I have with DC and and we're going to get into that but Wonder Woman's you know made her very first appearance was in 1941. Yes. And she was in comics like crazy right off the bat. Amazonian princess and she's She's been everywhere, dude. I mean, everybody knows about her. I mean, everybody knows who Wonder Woman is. You know, she's got the red, white, and blue. She's got the uh, the magic lasso, the invisible jet. You know, she's been uh, she's been played by a couple different people. You know, some some different people throughout the years. And Most notably, Linda Carter. Yes, I, I was actually about to say that. Thank you very much. But You're um. Welcome. I mean, really, I'm 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 not gonna go too much into it. I mean, she was. Everybody knew who she was. She had like she had these magic powers. I mean, she was she was, basically, 
born a god, born from a god. She was the the story behind her was partly like she was she was what molded by clay and actually uh, she's the well, daughter was, of Zeus. Well, no, that, and I'm okay. I'm, that's the story. I'm going. That will you shut her, up for a minute? Let me talk. Oh, no, because I'm, I'm correcting you for a second. You're shut not correcting me because I haven't said nothing I wrong am. yet. No, yes, you did. Oh, really? Please do tell me. Okay, okay, okay. But, because if you were going to let me finish, I would have said I was going to go with the DC Now story and then give what was known you know, up until DC ruined the shit. She was molded by clay and then given birth. You know, then Zeus was turned her into basically was, was it was molded as an idea and then get, you know, Zeus was like, okay, well, here's kid. That's basically how they said it in the DC movie. That's where I was going with that. So basically the Pinocchio story. Right. Okay. Which is which is basically where I was going with that, but that's that's all I was saying. And I was that's saying the story she DC. was told as a child to protect her right. identity. Right. That's where I was getting. Okay, See, but you weren't getting there fast enough. No, you just weren't patient enough. Well, it's because you kept droning on and on and on. We get to the well, fucking I'll, point, dude. Here, we I'll tell you what. Be... Go ahead. Go. <laughs> why, why don't you go ahead and fake this then? No, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no. Go right ahead, sir. Go right ahead. No, I'm gonna let you. No, no, no. I've I've lost interest. After you. Oh bullshit. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm not stealing your thunder. Oh, it was already taken over, you know. Go ahead. Go right ahead. Plus, I'm more interested in how you do it, how you're going to do this, take this anyways, because of the fact that you were actually more was... of a DC comic fan than I was. Mmm. Ah. I don't know if you'd say that. I do, because I'm not a big DC fan, period. Neither am animated, I. Animated, yeah, I like them, but go right ahead, though, seriously. Well, you know, just now you just made this awkward. You know that, right? I'm not, go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted you. I was just making a point that that was <laughs> fucking dick. Continue on with your <laughs> with your with your explanation. Okay. Now, as I was saying, in this, um. They in this DC movie they said that she is the daughter of Zeus, uh, and actually in the Wonder Woman's origin story, um, she was actually sculpted by from clay by her mother, and was given life by Aphrodite, um, and was also given superhuman powers as gifts from the Greek gods. Now, DC changed her background, and uh, given the revelation that she's the daughter of Zeus, uh, that was jointly raised by her mother and uh, her mother's – her aunts, I guess. I was going to say mother's sisters, but that would be stupid to say. But um, Same thing. Right. But it – the thing that – okay, so here's the thing. One of the things that upsets me with DC now, with the way they're taking DC now, is why they feel the need to have to change everything. 
I mean, literally, even the smallest insignificant details, they feel like they have to change. Well, and you know what? And I actually go ahead. I was just to say, I actually agree with you on that. They have changed a lot of of their origin stories throughout the years, um, and given rebirth to uh, you know a lot of these these classic iconic characters. Really, the only backstory that they really haven't changed is Batman's and Superman's, because I mean those are the most iconic. You can't change Superman from being, you know, uh, you know, from being a uh, Kryptonian to being a metahuman. You know, it's a metahuman right. in fucking in DC world. It's you know they're mutants in Marvel, um, but you can't change his story. It's like Batman. You can't change his backstory. Batman would not be Batman without, you know, the death of his parents. However, and I know I'm going to get corrected and called, you know, called by somebody and corrected. There is an alternate reality. Yes, I know this, where it's not Bruce Wayne, um, but his father. And, and, and for the life of me, his name escapes me. Uh, and I hate that. Um but his father dons the cape and cowl because he was killed instead of his – because Bruce was killed instead of his father. And I understand that alternate reality, and I understand that alternate backstory and blah, 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 blah. But you can't change – you can't change Batman and Superman's backstory because they are so ingrained in society. If you were to change it, you know, the most loyal DC fans would revolt. Well, and I'm going to take a, I, I want to go a different route with that too. Cause I wanted to look at uh, another thing that really upsets me about the way that DC's changed everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, if you go back to, to Wonder Woman and you look at the things that, They've the way they've gone with Wonder Woman and some of the shit that they've they've changed and everything like that. One of the things that always stood out with Wonder Woman and Superman even um, is their costumes. You know what I mean? The yeah. the bright colored. You look at Wonder Woman. She's you know, Wonder Woman was always known for the the red and white, the the red with the white striped boots. You know, the bright blue bottoms with the with the stars on it. You know, the 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 gold uh, fucking top with the with the red boobs. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to. No, I I understand what you're trying to say. I mean, it's 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 good. She stood out. Yeah, right. You're right. Yeah. But yeah. she stood out. When you see them, you know that she's, you know, something special. She's like, holy shit, what is that? You know what I mean? And with with Superman, it was the same thing. It was real bright colored, and you know, you remember? I remember just watching Christopher Reeves, man, the great Christopher Reeves. When when he'd come flying in, you know, everybody could see him. Everybody knew it was like something bright and just wow. You know what I mean? It just 
It was yeah, a wow. Bright thing. red and the bright blue and the right and the yeah. Oh yeah, the the big the bright blue top tights with the red boots, the yellow exactly the, exactly the, whatever you want to call the bottoms, you know the the, the speedos. And when you watch when you watch DC movies now, they're all so dark and gloomy. You know what and I mean? They are the colors are more subdued nowadays. And they really are. They're really it, it's a dull it's almost like a dull color. I mean everything's so dark. You watch these movies on okay, if you put in say Captain America and then you put in Wonder Woman. Now, the Captain America from today, and you put in the Wonder Woman from today, and you watch them both in Blu-ray, high def, the best TV you've got, you're going to be so amazed watching Captain America. And when you watch Wonder Woman, you're just going to be like, do I need to adjust my color? Do I need to make it brighter? I mean, seriously, where is the Wonder Woman that we grew up to know and love? You know what I mean? Right. Where's the it's, Superman it's, that we grew up to know and love? Everything is so dark and just gloomy and just kind of depressing. They have more of a of a metallic look to them. They do. So they really do. They I'm don't look at, real. No, I'm looking at a side by side right now of uh, Linda Carter and her Wonder Woman costume, and then uh, send that over to me. It's right on IMDb. Um. Uh, Gal Gadot, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Um, Gal, Gal her Gadot. Gal Gadot? Yep. Okay. If you look at her and her Wonder Woman costume, and it's got the same colors, but there's, there, it's not bright red, it's maroon, number one. It's not bright gold, it's like more of a, more of an unrefined gold. And even the blue, I mean, the blue's the brightest part on her, but even that's not bright. And it's it's all subdued and metallic looking. You know, and I mean, I okay, I get what I get what DC is trying to do. I really do. They're trying to make it they're trying to bring it back to what DC Comics started out as. Or, you know, what they not what they started out as, what they eventually went to, you know, the more darker uh, comic book history, especially with Batman, you know, because Batman's kind of a dark comic. Batman's you know, I mean, always he, been a dark comic, though. Batman, but I mean, look at the the whole story about Batman. It, it's no wonder he's a dark. It's a dark comic. A uh, dark comic because of the fact that Batman's a dark person. Batman's had a dark past, a dark life. He's the Dark Knight. It, uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw that one. <laughs> but. Uh, I was wondering when that was going to come in. But you're right. But that's the the thing, though. I mean, Batman has a reason to be dark. Here's a woman, and and this is what pisses me off with DC, is because Superman, Wonder Woman, these two, just these two alone right there, are based on what? Hope. Hope. Yes. And the the goal of making everyone happy and just to get along, no war, no nothing. They they want every, I mean... Superman was originally created to fight the Nazis back in World War II. That's when his comic book came out, you know, around right. 40, 41, 42, something like that. Same time that Wonder Woman came out. And Wonder Woman 
came Same out. Same time a lot of them came out. Exactly. Yeah, Batman came out in 37, 38, 39, something like that. Um. But Wonder Woman's whole premise was to give young females a a person to look up to, you know, because, you know, children growing up in that time, they had Superman to look up to. You know, Superman was the hero. He was going to save us from the Nazis. He was going to, you know, he was going to save the world. You know, Batman was the darker villain or the darker uh, hero. But he was still somebody to look up to, somebody to aspire to. He gave, you know, normal people hope. You know, he here he is, a normal, everyday guy. Yeah, he's fucking rich, but he's got no superpowers, you know? And right. and you know, you've got Wonder Woman. She's this this Amazonian princess who is absolutely stunningly beautiful. <clears throat> and I will say, Gal Gadot. She's a beautiful woman, and she played the role of Princess Diana very well. Um, but Princess Diana and Wonder Woman, they were, they were the hero for young girls at the time. Here she was, this very strong, very independent, uh, you know, female that could beat the crap out of guys get the crap out of bad guys like you said these were all people you know of hope superman and wonder woman they were all people of hope and now you've got these movies like you were saying that are just going down a darker path you know and and even the whole cinematography has changed from what it used to be to to what it is now. You know, I mean, hell, I remember watching reruns of the 60s Batman where everything was bright and colorful and pow, bang, boom, kapow. You know what I mean? Right. But just just the just the, the the cinematography of it all. It's it's like they use a darker lens. It's Almost film noir, but not quite there. It's right in between. Well, well even if you go back to the uh, 1980s Batman with uh, Michael Keaton, you know, Tim Burton's Batman, that one, I mean, even my, even Batman then was dark, but Bruce Wayne, it shows him living in a the, the life, I mean, everything around him wasn't dark and depressing even. You know, Jack Nicholson brought a whole different feel to the Joker, but, I mean, here he is going around in a museum painting things. I mean, it's bright. It's colorful. There's paint splashed everywhere. You know, I mean, it wasn't all just dark and depressing. You watch the Batmans now, and it's it's like a guy literally standing on the edge of committing suicide because his life is that bad. I mean, that's literally what they make these movies out to be anymore with these, these movies. I mean, they're... <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm right. I mean, it's really you dark. Are. It's dark and depressing. All of these movies. Okay, here's my thing, and this is one of the things that pissed me off about the new Wonder Woman. If you look at the old Wonder Woman, okay, TV shows, everything, 
okay, her bottoms were were bright, like like we said, you know, her outfit was all bright and colorful. She stood out. You knew there was something very significant about her. Yes. Why change the outfit? Okay, I understand. Okay, fine, modernize it. Got it. But where are the stars? Where are the stripes? You know, this is a girl that was, I mean, wh- where is that uniform? You know what I mean? She always had the the blue the blue bottoms with the white stars. And where's that at? You know, that was Wonder Woman's look. Everybody knew that was Wonder Woman. I mean, obviously, other than the fact that, you know, she was running around, you clearly see she was a woman. But where was that? I mean, they have changed so much about her look. I mean, I mean, they did it with Superman as well, but not as much. I mean, they, they've really done it with Batman, but why change so much We're about We're not going to talk about the nipples. We're not going to talk about the nipples on Batman. <laughs> the oh, nipples sorry, on Batman. Or, or the scene, in, the scene with, uh, in the Val Kilmer Batman where they made it very, very clear that Batman's ass was formed. The suit was formed <laughs> from his ass. You know, it's about where they turn. And you... <laughs> Why did you bring that up? I had blocked that from memory. Oh, I'm going to have nightmares now. I'm just, I mean, well, it's, and and that's the sad part about, you know, stuff nowadays is he, DC, I mean, well, it's not just DC, but all movies, they modernize everything to the point where they, I mean, what, what is the biggest thing to reach people nowadays? They throw sexuality into everything, even in cartoons. It's been been like that since since the beginning of the film era. No, I, it is, it has, but... It's like they, it's like they really push. Like, why, why shove Val Kilmer's ass right onto the screen? It's Batman. Because no one gives a shit. No, no one gives a shit about like, Batman. Why give ass. George Clooney's Batman nipples? Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, but but you know, going back to what you were saying. I about, mean, is his nipple? It makes you wonder. Are your nipples really that damn big <laughs> that they needed their own? Little spot in your uniform, in your little costume. I mean, did they really oh. need that much? Well, did you know what I mean? They did, did they need to make it that anatomically correct is my issue. Exactly. You know, and, and, and that's the thing. Like, going back with – well, and, and going back to what we were saying with the whole Wonder Woman thing. You know, it cha- they change everything about just the costume alone. Make you such know if they a huge impact on what the movie is going to be. Then you can't oh, tell yeah. me I'm wrong on that. I mean, no, nobody right. can. The, the, no, the, I mean, the costume alone will make such a huge impact on whether you like or dislike that movie. The thing is, is go, <sighs> Ugh, and I know I keep harping on this, but it, it bothers me. Um, you know that you're talking about costume changes and stuff like that. You know that if they would have put nipples on Wonder Woman's costume, everybody would have flipped their shit. The entire fucking U.S. would have flipped their shit. Oh my god, you've got nipples on a female's breast. Yet they had them on George Clooney. I mean, I'm just... just, I'm sorry. It's no... Well, and that's the thing. It's, It's... You're you're absolutely right though. I mean, a lot of and and 
women activists around the world would have flipped shit over that. They would have started oh, yeah. crying about it, been like, oh, my God, they're sexualizing a woman in film again, and, you know, this and this and this, and it's just... Oh, what the hell? We would have had a liberal ban on fucking Wonder Woman. Oh, I yeah, it would have been bad. It would have been really, really bad. And oh. it just... That's just the costumes alone. You know, the whole look and feel of DC movies is just depressingly slow. So we'll go ahead. I want to, I I actually want to jump into something. I want to jump into something else uh, off the uh, costume thing, but go ahead. I was going to say, before we do that, um, before we really like dive deep into this movie, um, we are missing one thing. Something that we you know, normally have done by now, and we missed it because we were so excited to get into this movie. Um, we missed bringing on our very first caller. Well, we of did every didn't. show. Yes, we did. And shame on I you. Bring shame her on you, Dan. Yes, shame on you. I want to bring her on as our very first caller. Of our very first show of 2018, Miss D May, are you with us? I am. How are Hello. you tonight? Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how you are you doing tonight? Year? I went to bed early. I had to go to work early the next morning. I think I passed out like five minutes till twelve. And my, my old lady was probably pissed, but she didn't say nothing about it. So, look, my kids stayed up, and I didn't. Well, that's because you're old, and they're yeah, not. Yeah, I know. They text me Happy New Year. Aw. Well, I'm glad they did. But it wasn't New Year here yet. <laughs> well, they were. So a you are now ahead of me. <laughs> Well, they were they were an hour, you know, an hour ahead. So yeah. it was New Year's there. It just wasn't New Year's here. <laughs> so in a situation like that, that requires like two text messages, right? One for your time and one for their I'll time. I wake people up when I text them. <laughs> I don't do that to them. I'll just take uh, the hour ahead. Well, the wife was probably already awake. She was probably still awake. Probably. So Wonder Woman. Yes. Yes. Yes, we've been wondering <laughs> why it was so bad. <laughs> no, no we, well, we're not wondering. We're we're gonna dive into why it was so bad here very shortly. Well, that yes, that Good. too. We're wondering why they keep making them so bad. <laughs> I don't know. You know, when I was a kid, I actually enjoyed watching Linda Carter play Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. I actually enjoyed that series. Well, who didn't, though? I mean, she was amazing, and everything about it was amazing. I mean, you go back now, and, of course, a lot of, you know, kids nowadays or whatever, they couldn't get into something like that. They'd be like, it's so cheap and cheesy. Well, that's what was – that was high tech back in the day. That was top-notch, state-of-the-art, you know, but it was – they actually gave it a positive feel to it. It was a it was a more positive vibe. I mean, you could get into it. With these, it's just 
boring, depressing. I mean, I was watching it last night with my kids, and and I'm like, I need to turn more lights on. The screen is just so dark. <laughs> but you you know, know, I mean, it was. It was right. really dark. Drought. I mean, there were a couple of, you know, cutesy places in it, but I otherwise, mean, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't a terrible movie. It wasn't a good movie. It was just Oh, wow. it was a terrible movie. It was a terrible movie. Yeah, don't don't sell yourself short on that, D-May. It was terrible. <laughs> it was a terrible movie. I mean, even even when they even when they went into London, even when they're, when they're going down the Thames and they you know they go under London Bridge, everything just looks so dark and and dreary and dirty and dusty. You know what I thought of watching that? Well, you know what I thought of watching that scene? Well, I understand that. I do. Yeah, but daytime, it's still not so dark and depressing. You walk out daytime, even in my shithole town I live in, I mean, it's still not that dark and depressing. I mean, you walk out, and there's times where I'm like, hey, it's kind of nice out here. It's beautiful, you know? But even in the middle of daytime in DC movies, it's like, wow, what is it, about 7, 8 o'clock there? Sun about to go down? No, it's noon. Well, what the hell's going on? You know, it's like there's a smog cloud going on. They never have any light in their movies. They never have lights in their movies. They don't. It makes you wonder if the uh, the director of the movie has like a uh, oh wait I can't say that like an like an eye problem. Even then, it's still dark and depressed. It's still dark. No, sometimes they have actual sunny spots (laughs) in the Superman movies. Right, but even then, in the the older Superman movies, yes, but not in the recent ones. In, in the new, no, in the the new Superman one. movies, they're all – even in the middle of – it could be the brightest day scene in the, in the history of DC movies, and it's still just dark. I'm telling you, the director of these – the directors of the DC movies, they pick people that have, have like eye problems that have to wear sunglasses out in the sun you know, and at night. Maybe walk into a movie well, theater wearing sunglasses because their eyes hurt. You know, and, and that's what it is. lighting director right? budget is way down. That or they don't have one. Well, They're yeah, like, fucking hold up a bunch of flashlights. <laughs> During the time on the island, when it's just the women on the island, see, that should have been really sunny and bright and beautiful. That's what it was supposed to be. Right. And even then, it wasn't. No. No, it, there was an air of, of gloominess. Surrounding, I mean, I mean, okay, you can see outside, you know, what you actually see outside the barrier that they have, that it's, you know, foggy and dark and gloomy, and inside it's all bright and sunny, but it's really not. I mean, it's brighter, it's brighter in my studio right now than it is, than it was, you know, on Themyscira. I know, it makes me wonder, you know, do they put a certain filter on their cameras just for that purpose, just so nothing is ever bright? Everything up in a dark area. It does kind of make you wonder. Because Gotham City was never, there was never sunlight in Gotham City. Oh, there never is sunlight in Gotham City. It was ever. All, right. It was always dark. <laughs> uh, but 
But no, anyway. I especially like this movie. I, you know, I, I didn't go into it thinking, okay, it's DC. I'm not gonna like it. I just thought, okay, it's Wonder Woman. Let's see what they do with the new Wonder Woman. Because, like I and said, you know, I happened to like Linda Carter's character when she was doing this. And so you know what? Even I watched, and I didn't care for it. Even after the Man of Steel, even after Batman versus Superman, even after Suicide Squad, even after those horrendous fails, I went into this movie because I saw the previews, and the previews look pretty good, just like they do for Justice League. I'll be honest. I haven't seen Justice League yet. But but the previews I, I mean the previews make it look good. Brian. <laughs> I have I'm not I'm not gonna about talk, it, Brian. I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm not gonna give any spoilers. All I'm gonna say about Justice League is Well that's what we say about every D C movie. No, but, I've seen it though, so Right. But I well, went no, into I didn't Woman. care for Batman versus Superman. That that I was really horrendous. Didn't. That was horrendous. And you want to talk about even... a dark movie? Oh my god. I mean, at the time, of course, I had that other little bitty TV, but it wouldn't have mattered. I could have had a 50-foot screen, and it still would have been. I have a I have a 65-inch high-def TV with yeah, Blu-ray, I know. and it still was dark and grainy. I want to watch it one time on the 4K, the 4K I, yeah. UHD. Yeah, that's what I. I mean, it's still going to be dark and grainy. With its brightness all the way up, I'm gonna. It's pretty bad. You got to change your settings on your TV every time you watch a DC movie anymore. You know yeah. what they need to have? All I gotta say is, I want to see Justice League because of the cert, some certain actors that got in it. Just no, you want to see Justice League because of Aquaman. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter how old you get, that dude is good looking. I will say though. And that's just thought coming from my mother-in-law. I will say one thing about Aquaman <laughs> in the new Justice League. I was very disappointed. Now, obviously, they're selling him a, they're selling him short a little bit so they can hype, work up the hype of the Aquaman, Aquaman movie. But Aquaman I expected sucks. I expected to see so much more than what we actually see from Aquaman in this movie. So. Which we kind of, Dan, you and I had talked about this before, and we expected that he wasn't going to be in it much or do much, you know. So I mean, it's kind of how they do things anymore. But I was, well, I was actually really disappointed, expecting to see much, much more. The thing is, is it, I'm sorry to say it, but Aquaman. I'm not sorry to say it. Aquaman is DC's worst. Even in their best animated movies, Aquaman sucks. He's Bad. the reason I mean, why just, tuna. Aquaman's the reason why tuna is dolphin safe. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, I threw a starfish at you. If you don't like starfish, you're really going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like that. The best Aquaman ever was that scene on Family Guy. Yep. Yep. The best That's basically Aquaman. what he is. That is seriously the best Aquaman scene of all time, is the yeah. one on Family Guy. He's like, well, you shouldn't have let him on. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a fucked up scene, but he's just like, hey. It's hilarious. <laughs> it really it's hilarious. is. It really, really is. So, 
Oh no, it's just back to Wonder Woman. <laughs> anyway, this... now if I'm wrong, I could be wrong. It's been years since I've read DC Comics. Years, well, not, and years, and years. You're not, you're not uh, missing out on anything. No. Anymore. But I don't remember uh, any comic that had that story in it. Also, I remember Steve being alive a lot longer than that. I believe that Steve was her love interest for a very long time. Yes. Even after the war, I believe. Exactly. Even after she so, told him that she would she would break him. She's like, I will crush you, so far you as, scrawny human. <laughs> yeah. I, so as far as I'm concerned, I mean, they went totally offline. Oh, they went totally offline in a lot of things, and we're really going to get into it here very shortly, but um, we are getting close to having to take a break here shortly. Well, I will keep listening. And I'm glad to be the first caller of the new year. Of course, we wouldn't. We, I mean, who else would be our first caller? <laughs> I don't know. I call when the show first starts. Just like well, I, I have to uh, correct you on that, though, Dan, because last year, our very first show, technically, D-May was our second caller. That's true. I mean, because you true. Because you had to call into the show. Ha-ha. <laughs> but I'm a co-host. <laughs> that doesn't count, Dick. Anyway, hey, I'm, I'm just saying. Anyway, D-Bay, as always, it is a pleasure. We love talking yes. to you. You're going to love what we have to you. say later. Yes, definitely. I'm sure I am. As I said, I mean, I'd have taken notes on this movie and stayed on the line with you guys, but it wasn't a movie I wanted to take notes on. It really wasn't a movie I wanted to take notes on, even though I had to. So, I mean, I really thought about it. I thought, well, yeah, you could. And I thought, no, I'm not watching it again. I don't want to. <laughs> not even for you guys. Oh, well, <laughs> I've had to see it twice. So. But, yeah, no, it was not that good a movie at all. No. So, there are some movies I'll watch over and over again, but that's not one of them. Yeah, Unless no. I'll come up with something and I go, oh, I don't remember that. Then I might go through the scenes just to see if I can find it, but Ooh. I don't think I'll yeah. watch the whole thing again. So y'all have a good show. Love talking to you guys. We love talking yeah. to you. Thank you for calling in. You're welcome. Have a good evening. You too. Well, Dan, we uh, we have one more caller that if we can uh, – we'll, we'll jump – if you want, we can take them, and then we'll take our break. Go right ahead. All righty. So, without further ado, my son, Caleb. What's going Hi. on, Caleb? Hey, I oh. just wanted to call in – I just wanted to call in and say that the Wonder Woman movie is one of the worst movies ever made. 
and is uh, one of the and is also still tied for second place in the worst movies ever made in 2017. I yeah yeah I would have to. Uh, Sorry, Lexi's kind of. Um, I'm not sure what to say. Lexi says hi. Hi, Lexi. <laughs> My daughter, Alexis. <laughs> so, is there anything you liked about? Is there anything that you liked about Wonder Woman, Caleb? Yeah, there were two scenes. The scene where they where yeah the scene uh, where it, they introduced that one guy I can't remember his name yeah Steve yeah and yeah the scene uh, where they were on the boat uh, saying a, a bunch of stupid stuff it was just kind of hilarious and for some stupid reason my sister likes the movie. So, so he knows that your sister is. Maybe because y'all create me. <laughs> 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 That's so good. Cool. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, Dan, you got any questions there, buddy? <laughs> yeah, uh, I you actually asked the question I was going to ask. Let's put you down, Mom. All right, so one question that I'll ask you, Caleb, and then we'll let you go. I got one question for you, and I know Dan and I were going to discuss this later, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it now. When they were on the boat and they both decided to lay down, who was, who was, uh, who, who was controlling the ship? I mean, they weren't controlling the... I mean, it could have went any way they wanted, right? Wait, are you talking about, uh, you know, what about the conversation or the ship? The ship <laughs> itself. Oh, yeah, it, you're talking about the ship, so I can easily tell you that it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's controlling it. They would never make it to England anyway. That's an ancient. That's an ancient Greek ship. You can't. It takes about yeah about yeah twenty people to actually get actually yeah be able to to actually get row one, and they don't turn. It was a sailboat. <laughs> don't you remember yeah, they said it was a sailboat? Yeah, still ancient Greek design. And, and I know a lot about ancient Greece, and I know that their boats were terrible. Well, there's a history lesson for you there, Dan. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's that's something that I hadn't realized. Oh, and, it, every day. and here's another thing that you might not have realized in the movie. Air, they said that Ares killed every guy except Zeus. Ares was actually the weakest of all the Greek gods. Well, of the twelve mo- most well-known gods, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been able to kill anyone in. Yeah, 
you know, that's considered a Greek god. Okay, say that one more time now. Ares would not have been able to kill any of the Olympians. Okay, why is that? Well, you see, Ares, first off, is a coward. If if he ends up getting hit at any point in the fight, he'll just run away screaming. And plus, their god's so powerful that that it makes Ares... Yeah, you know, yeah. Look like a cat in a in a fight against a tiger. For instance, the most powerful of all those Greek gods, Hades. He could, yeah, he can uh, kill anyone. Yeah, especially uh, someone like Ares. All right. Okay then. Yeah, uh, I'm. Uh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Well, all right, Caleb. I. Uh, I know Dan, and I speak for Dan as well. We we definitely appreciate your call, and uh, your insight. That was interesting. I didn't know. Uh, he knows more than I do about Greek mythology. I'll I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've read a lot of the myths. All right. So, uh, okay. Well, Caleb, uh, thank you for calling in, sir. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you again. Yeah. All right. Have a good night, buddy. Yeah. All right. Bye. 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 All right, Dan. So, uh, I say it's time for a break. Yes, sir. I wholeheartedly agree. All right. Well, when we come back, we are going to dig into this a little bit more. So, uh, we'll be back right after this. We're unstoppable. You can't stop us, bro. We're unstoppable. You can't stop us. 
we're unstoppable Forward momentum and we ain't gonna stop Cause I buy me an addict Cause that forward momentum I gotta have it Have at it Not half as good as the next man Ten times bro, gotta grab it By the scruff of the neck Ring it out End up as a wreck Work it out Gotta keep it in check Sing it out That's the name of the game That's what life's about To reflect with the best of them That's what you like to call life tests I guess When you cry, when you press I said That's what I like to call life tests You mesh Ah, what a sesh But if you still see rain Then you need to digest What I put in your brain Like a pill It'll make you insane Unless you kill What puts you here? Who do you think you are? You're the highest man here? Well, that's the start. Look around. Take it in. We take it all. Now sit back, watch begin. You can't stop us. We're unstoppable. You can't stop us, bro. We're unstoppable. You can't stop us. We're unstoppable. It's our mission and we're ready to rock, yeah. You can't stop us. We're unstoppable. You can't stop us, bro. We're unstoppable. You can't stop us. We're unstoppable. Forward momentum and we ain't gonna stop. Run this town like Jay-Z and Kanye, me and Pablo, doing it the only way. The temptation, we're firing our eyes. Getting closer to that one true prize from the honesty of a hip-hop prodigy. I keep telling myself, nothing's gonna stop me for that dream to make it come true. That's why we speak the truth in the booth. Yeah, we spit truth, call us the criers. We sing loudly, so call us the choir. Me and Muggsy, born in the fire. No pad and pen, yeah, that's all we require. In the booth, to spit truth. And the crowd to rock, raise your hands to the roof. You can't stop us now, to turn up the track. Let's hear it loud, yeah. You can't stop us, we're unstoppable. You can't stop us, bro, we're unstoppable. You can't stop us. We're unstoppable. It's our mission and we're ready to rock, yeah. You can't stop us. We're unstoppable. You can't stop us, bro. We're unstoppable. You can't stop us. We're unstoppable. Forward momentum and we ain't gonna stop. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Two Guys in a Balcony with Brian and Dan right here on RadioAFS.com, Fatboy Media, DRCP Army. Uh... Before we went to break, we had a couple of really good callers and uh, some interesting stuff. Dan, you, <laughs> while we were on break, Dan and I were also talking, and I I made an observation that um kind of funny and disturbing at the same time that pretty much all the names of the Greek gods could be names of <laughs> well TDs. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. I came down with the case of the Aphrodites. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's, that's funny. I've got that's the Zeus. So <laughs> 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 oh, we are fucking uh, Anyways. <laughs> so, uh, we, uh, we are back. Now... Yes. Before I get hey, into don't my... To, um, don't forget to plug us. Don't forget I, to plug I us. Getting, hold on now. See, look, you're doing it okay. again. Cutting me off. Of like, shut up. <laughs> I didn't know you were getting there. No, I was uh, I was getting there. Just hold on. Okay. Now, before I get into before I get into the uh, part I want to talk about, um, Dan, I know you had something as well, but before we do that, make sure if you guys haven't already done so, make sure you guys check us out on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Give us a like. 
Give us a share. Give us a follow on that Twitter page. Um, hit us up, man. We've got a website, TGIABtalkradio.com. We have our own merchandise, cafepress.com backslash TGIAB. You can find us anywhere. You can hit us up. You can contact us through all of those pages, all of those sites. You can email us through that. Make sure you guys check us out. Hit us up. We are live every Sunday night, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. If you guys want to call in, make sure to do so. We are live for the next 50 minutes. That number you can hit us up at is 646-668-8467. Now, Dan? um, Yes. Go ahead, buddy. Okay, so the biggest problem that I had with this movie, the overall biggest issue that I had with this movie, Wonder Woman came out, what was it, 41? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wonder Woman came out in 41, which was, you know, the Second World War. So why is it that this movie takes place in what seems like the First World War? Am I am I am I wrong on that? Well, I can answer that question for you, sir. Okay. So, because they I'm, have I'm, no I'm, idea. I'm, well, I think it's clearly because they have no idea what the fuck they were doing. I mean, look at DC from the beginning to end. In any DC movie, they really have no idea what they're doing. It's like they just throw shit together and hope for the best. I mean, this is true, but I and, mean, and I now granted, see, now granted, I can't take too much from them because you know they're actually out making their movies, you know, and we're sitting here talking about them, you know, so right. they're making, they're making more money than we are, right? But at the same time, I mean, let's be honest, shit sells, okay? If shit sells, now Dan, you and I could go out and we can make a quality film. We could we could find a way to make a quality movie. Probably wouldn't do very good, but if we come up with some bullshit, people are going to listen to it. People are going to like it. People are going to watch it. And that's pretty much what happens. I mean, to me, it just seemed like the technology was a little less advanced than what they had in the Second World War. I don't know. I may be wrong. It's been known to happen from time to time, not very often. But from time to time, it's been known to happen. But to me, it just seemed like some of the technology just was very outdated. Oh, you're not wrong. You're not okay. wrong. Um, okay. I mean, I know, you know, the airplanes and I stuff honestly, like that. I know well, they and I felt the same way. I mean, I felt the same way. It was, I can't remember, I can't remember if they actually say at some point um, what it was. I can't remember if they actually reference in the movie what war it was, um, I know they made. Well, it, they say I mean, the war to end all wars. That's right, but at the same time, you know, the war to end all wars, and then they turn around and have World War Two. I mean, that just kind of made sense too, right? But uh, well, and, and that was, <laughs> and that was my question, you know. And I'm looking up something right now that that may. That you know that may you know answer my question, but 
to me, it's just okay. Yeah, all right. So this was, huh? Okay, this is the biggest issue that I had. Okay, so it's talking about the Ottoman Empire, and I thought I was right on this, but I had to look up, look at it, right? So they're talking about the Ottoman Empire, right? Okay. The Ottoman Empire was dismantled in, in you know after World War One ended in 1918. So that's where I'm like, that's where this movie is confusing to me because Ottoman is supposed to be, you know, supposed to have come out in World War Two. You know, like 40s. That's when she that's her big, you know her big grand entrance was. But yet you've got World War One World War One history with World War Two technology mixed in with World War One technology. With World War One attitudes. Because it World War One was it was referenced as the war to end all wars because it was the first world war. It was the biggest, grandest war that, that the entire world knew. You know, so many countries were involved. I want to say something like 58 countries were involved. I could be wrong on the numbers. But and that, that those were the references that were getting me. You know, and some of the some of the costumes and some of the, the attitudes and and some of the, the depictions and stuff like that and some of the uniforms. I mean, there were no they were they, they referenced them they referenced the bad guys as the Germans and not the Nazis. In World War One it was the Germans. In World War Two it was the Nazis. There wasn't a single Nazi insignia anywhere. Anywhere throughout the entire movie. There was no reference to to the Nazi party at all. You know, and you had the the Ottoman Empire was a huge part not okay, it, it was a piece of the puzzle. So what time period did this actually take place? And if it was World War One, and she killed Ares, and everybody's all happy and joyous and lovey-dovey, where did World War II come into play? And if it was World War II, what about the Korean War? What about the Vietnam War? Uh, okay, conflicts. Sorry. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't care about those because her love life had died, which was also well, no, another but, part but, that I hated. We're going to get to that too. But. Oh God! Okay, she killed Ares in order to stop war and hatred among humans. But there's still war and hatred among humans within the DC universe. But yet she killed Ares in World War One slash World War Two, where the two timelines converge apparently. And I mean, okay, somebody out there that enjoys DC. 
that can explain this to me and tell me that I am completely fucking nuts and that I'm completely off my rock and I have no idea what I'm talking about, please call in 646-668-8467 because this is, is it, 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 it's hurting my brain, people. I well, don't understand this. Well, really no, don't. you're right, though. I mean, they also said that, you know, if they kill Ares, then all hatred of all mankind disappears, goes away, gone forever. So why do you need that? No, there's no bad influence. You know what I mean? That's what, and, and that was the thing. We kill Ares. There's no influence in the world to make people bad, this and this and this. So if that's the case and she killed Ares, then what happens in the future? Wait, your whole credit, your credibility has been shot. Just yeah, pretty much. Gone. Pretty much because now you have Batman fighting the Joker, which we know he always does, and fighting all of his other villains. And you also have Suicide Squad, which is in the same DC universe because of um, you know Ben Affleck suck ass Batman. Um, so you still have hatred and war and you know all this 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 crap going on. So. What happened? That that that's my question. Why do you need a Justice League now? Okay, right. aliens. I get it. I got it. Okay, I correct myself on that because they're not affected by Aries because Aries is. Well, is, no, I mean uh, I'm going on the route. Uh, you, I'm going based off of just Wonder Woman alone. This was during World War One. What about all the two. other conflicts that, or two? What about all the other conflicts that took place preceding that? You know, and now we're into modern day. Okay, so if that's the case, then why were, you know, if this was a real life event that took place and all of mankind was influenced by Ares, the god of war, then, which also I, I want to throw in there real quick, just on a side note, I thought was complete bullshit that he, he sounds like a typical, um, uh, I want to keep politics out of this. Oh, but, uh, no, you don't. He he <laughs> he sounds no, like don't. a jackass. We'll we'll just say jackass. Um, I he he's like I didn't. It's not my fault they fight. I just give them the ideas. It's not my fault that they they act upon him. Like it is your idea because you gave them the idea. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you see at the end he when when Ares is killed, that they all start hugging each other. All right. He's like, he says, it's not my fault that they did this. I didn't do any of this. It's not my fault. They did it. I just, I just gave them, right. I just, I just gave them the idea. I'm like, okay, so then it's your fault. You instigated it. It's your fault. You started it. But yeah, that's like, that's like my oldest son telling my uh, youngest or my youngest son telling my youngest daughter to, you know, go up and get the uh, uh, the cupcake sprinkles so that they can spread them out all underneath the table on Friday the 13th, which happened, you know, probably about four years ago or three years ago, something like that. Um, you know, it's, it's not his fault. He just put the idea in her head. She did the action. That's basically what he is saying, you know. Oh, it, it's not my fault she got the sprinkles. I just put the idea in her head. She's the one that did the action. But Yeah. 
But I'm confused. If Ares was killed, and there's no more hatred in the world, why do we have Batman? Well, and, and that's, I mean... It, why was Batman's parents just killed? Bat, not just Batman. I mean, oh. you know, if you go... It, if you look at it, um, at that case, if the DC universe and the Marvel universe were to coincide, then thankfully they don't. Why would there be a how would be how would there be a Captain America? You know what I mean? I'm, well, I'm saying in if you look right, at right. as a whole, I mean, how would there be a Captain America or, or anybody for that? Is I mean, we should all be living some happy-go-lucky world, which is total crock of bullshit, but... Right. Um, one of the other things, and that, that's, that goes along with one of the other things that I wanted to throw out here um, that made this movie so bad was the writing alone. The writing of this movie was just lazy at best. Yes. 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 I mean... Now, oh, my God. My... <laughs> oh, my God. This movie... <laughs> This movie was fucking boring. One of one of the things that get it. Okay, so obviously, you know, parents are going to take their kids to see this movie because parents want to see this movie. Why? Because parents grew up on this shit. You know, the yeah. actual real heroes, the actual real superheroes, you know, the people that these movies are, are based off of when they started out as comics and TV shows, you know, the great vision of what these superheroes could have been today and you know so of course they're going to take them you know it's 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 a superhero you know it's you look at movies like transformers okay some of these some of these transformers some of the transformers movies were horrible horrible downright (laughs) and and actually one review one review that i've read on the transformers movies they actually said were Downright idiotic. Yep. But but they make money because they're, they're they're transformers. Just like these superhero movies will make money because they're superheroes. Because of jackasses but, like you, us that want to watch them. Right. Popular comic book hero movies will always make money. Period. But the problem is is you get they make these movies to reach the newer generations. So then you get the the you get the adults and the parents hating these movies, but it doesn't matter because you reached a whole new generation. Oh, you know, my by making loves it. Wonder Woman. Right. My That's daughter, what I'm saying. My daughter it idolizes whole, it reached a the whole idea new generation. But she has no idea the greatness that we grew up to. You know, so and then if you look at like one of the other issues that I had with the writing though, Gal Gadot's person in this movie. I don't even want to say Wonder Woman. I, I just want to say her person in this movie. Diana. I know her name. I just don't want to say the character's name because the movie was so bad I don't even want to give it well, credibility. I would, I, would just, but I would just leave it as Diana. Her morals. Did you not notice that her morals kind of flip-flop in the movie? They kind of did, actually. Yes. They, they flip-flop. If you think about the bad guy, Ares, Really has yep. no reason to be bad. The good guy really had no reason to die. 
and all of the side characters didn't really serve much of a purpose at all. You look at the guy, Charlie. This guy, clearly, the first time we see him have a chance for action, he can't even shoot. He doesn't even shoot his rifle. And not once in the rest of the movie do we ever get a chance, does he ever have a chance for redemption? No. They don't play a role. Period. Um, there was, sorry, they don't they play were, a role. You know what they were? They were fillers. They had no idea what to put in there, so they were like, ah, fuck, let this guy talk for a minute. That's all right. it was. Yep. And yep. and I'm sorry, but I, I kind of find it funny when we see an actor in a movie saying, I really wanted to be an actor. I, I don't know. There's just something about that <laughs> that makes me laugh. Well, you... As an actor, he's good. In this movie, he failed. No, I agree, but it's just funny because it's like, I don't... Just just for an actor to say, I really wanted to be an actor, it's, I just find that hysterical. But yeah. if you break this movie down, you've got... I mean, there are some parts of the movie that are somewhat decent, but then a few seconds, just moments later, the exact same scene... Just a few moments turns into a complete pile of garbage. Yes. I mean, yeah. You've got now, you've got the first part of the movie that well, you've got you if you break this down into parts, you've got a complete it, it's complete and total utterly total trash. You've got a part of the movie that's really, really bad dialogue, really corny dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a part of the movie, and I'm re- this part right here, I would, I'm referring to the last part of the movie, is a complete mess. It, yes. is, it is a disaster. They had no idea what they were doing, so they just threw a whole bunch of shit in there. I mean, that's seriously all it was. I mean, okay, this movie had so many cliches in it, it was ridiculous. Oh, I mean, God, yes. Prime example, oh. in the end of the, prime example in the end of the movie when she's about to get beat by Ares, and then dude blows up, and she screams and cries, oh, my gosh, no. And then all of a sudden, okay, so there you go right there. Power, again, over the loss of a loved one. Boom. All of a sudden, she comes up, and she's ready to fight, you know, retaliating and, and vengeance, and, you know, and then all of a sudden, there's another cliche immediately right after that of unfound powers, unknown powers that she knew nothing about that she had. All of a sudden, boom, they just appear. All of a sudden, yeah. she can fly, and she can, and she knows how to do everything. I mean, she's just got it all handled right there. Boom, done. Like, yep. immediately, two cliches within 10 seconds of, another, of each other. Yeah. Now, oh, there's another part that I want to get into. I'm uh, I'm sorry, I didn't know if you were done or not. I'm sorry, I kind of cut you off. No, go ahead. I I was just I'm like I said, I brought up the writing. Um, well, I mean, and you're 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 uh, horrible writing, horrible. Just just and I'm talking like they you know fucking wrote my script or some shit. Um, <laughs> I'm going completely unscripted. Um, but you're right. The writing was 
there was unnecessary dialogue, which made the movie completely boring, which took away from the action scenes. And then when you had the action scenes, they were all very cliche, like you said. You know, she's getting her ass kicked. All of a sudden, boom, the love of her life that, you know, she's only known for a couple weeks, um, sacrifices himself. And all of a sudden, she gets really, really angry. And now all these powers manifest themselves. And in one fell swoop, she destroys Ares. Not even kicks his ass. I mean, they don't even use that cliche. You know, it's not like she pummels him to death and then kills him. No, she just, like you said, all of a sudden she can fly. All of a sudden she's got these huge magical powers. She's the god killer. And boom, Ares is dead. And then everybody is happy and joyous and, you know, loving. And all of a sudden we've got Batman born out of hate. <laughs> There's another part that I want to I want to get into that kind of goes along with with the writing, but I wanted to bring somebody else on real quick, if I may. Uh, somebody from our generation that would have a female's perspective of this. Hello, okay. you're live with two guys in a balcony. Hey, guys. <clears throat> Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. So, what are your thoughts on this movie? You know, <laughs> I would have had to have done something other than play on my phone to have any real thoughts about this movie. It was... It was boring at best. First time we watched it because of you know our our youngest daughter is enamored with Wonder Woman. I can't even count the amount of Wonder Woman outfits she actually owns. But then the second time through, like I couldn't possibly make myself focus on it at all. And I have to disagree with you. As pretty as the girl who played Wonder Woman is, she sucked in this movie. No, I didn't say she was good. No, you did say she was good. Uh, Okay, I meant the physical appearance. I'm sorry. Okay, whatever. Physical appearance. Not not her acting dumb. And there's the couch, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Busted. (laughs) I meant I meant the physical appearance of of the actress. Hey Dan. Of- hey Dan. Listen. <laughs> uh, I know I got to get my foot out of my mouth. But no, she's no, she not. Made, she looked like Wonder Woman. She looked Thank awesome you. as Wonder Woman. But uh, who's the actor that plays her Chris love Pine. interest? Okay, Chris Pine. I love Chris Pine. But there was nothing in this movie that said. Good writing, good acting. It sucked all the way around. Yeah. I hated the special effects. I hated watching the stupid fight scenes because it looked ridiculous. Like yeah. when she like jumped up in the air and had her leg out like it was that was super comic book looking, but I'm not sure that's what they were going for and it looked horrible. 
I mean, I don't even. Go ahead. I don't understand how you can even say she looked good as Wonder Woman because, well, with looking good as Wonder Woman, you'd have to have a Wonder Woman outfit, and she didn't have a Wonder Woman outfit. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> I stand. I'm sorry. I stand very firmly against the the Wonder the outfit that they've they've picked for um, Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman, you know, stuff like that. Now I understand they're they're you know trying to veer away from the cartoon image. I got that. For Aquaman, but Wonder Woman, like I said, Wonder Woman has always been known for them blue, the bright blue bottoms with the big white stars on it. Why the hell couldn't we have that? But then again, right. Wonder Woman back in the day had thighs and had an ass, and she was a little thicker yes. than what we get now. So, you know, there just just as a heads up there um, for the people that did this movie, there are. Thicker women in Hollywood that could have filled that outfit instead of making it three times a little bit smaller. And they would have been absolutely gorgeous. Wonder Woman is not the sneak twig of a person. Wonder no, Woman is supposed a... to be an Amazon. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. She's... She's not an Amazon built woman. Okay, everything we've ever seen from the Amazonians is big. If you go back to something as simple as Futurama when they run into it, when they're on the planet of the Amazonians. Snoo Snoo. Big, right. Snoo Snoo. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, we was Snoo Snoo. But we if you go back to that, they are big, muscular. Most of them were manly looking in that, but they are big women. They are they are bulky you know it's they're huge amazonians always been given an image of excessively large women okay i'm not expecting her to be bigger like the hulk but she could have at least been a full-sized full-figured woman like every amazonian and every wonder woman we've ever seen before that was my only issue with the casting of gal gadot None she of them no were, though. None of, the, none of the Amazon women looked like Amazon women. No, no I didn't. agree. You know why? I'm going to tell you exactly why. Because this movie was directed by Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and with was, everything you know. going on anymore about equality and women in film, and women in Hollywood, and this, and this, and this, and all this other bullshit that's going on, of course they're going to give it, and, and not only that, but what is the most sexually attracted woman right now, anymore, is always the thin women. That is what they try to give the, the public as an image to base as what a woman should look like is the thin, petite woman. And I'm sorry, but going back to you're doing the complete opposite of what Wonder Woman has always been. An Amazonian woman has never been small and tiny. Regardless, I, mean, I, I laughed twice as hard at the scene where they're on the boat and she's talking to Chris Pine for two reasons. One, because she basically said she would break him because he's nothing but a human. And two, I laughed even harder because I'm like, you're supposed to be an Amazonian and you're tiny. 
Like, how yeah. are you going to break anybody? Like, so it's twice as funny there because to me, this was more of a comedy than an action movie. But anyways, I'm sorry to cut you off, caller. I just, I wanted to get that out there because that kind of pisses me off that, and you're right, it's supposed to be an Amazonian, but yet we see modern day what society wants us to see in a female. We see a princess. We don't see an, a an Amazon woman, a warrior. Yeah, and that's what Wonder Woman is. And that's what, you know, when, we, when we... Listen, when we talk to our kids about who Wonder Woman is outside of these stupid movies, that's, that's who they see. I might have the only little girl whose favorite princess in the world is Princess Diana from, you know, the Amazonian tribe because she can kick ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's 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 ridiculous how she was portrayed. I mean, they and they could have and Brian, you said this earlier. There are a plethora of female actresses female actresses actresses that could have played this role. Um hell, Angelina Jolie has the body type. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, buddy, you're, you're stepping into, you're stepping into some, some bad area there because I have always, okay, I'm holding. Tomb Raider, Angelina Jolie. Yeah. She had the muscle. No, no, I disagree. I disagree. But she was still, she was still tiny though. And she was, I'll, I'll tell you, wasn't, I'll tell you, I'll give you an idea. Then, I'll give you an idea. I'll give you an idea of the perfect, the, the, I think honestly would have been a great start for a body type for this role as an Amazonian woman. Now, granted, they would not have chose her for the, for the role because she's a darker color. But Gabrielle Union has the she's thick, she's built. That's what they should have done. They should have picked someone with the same body type as Gabrielle Union, maybe a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. instead of a real I... skinny girl like this. That does not look like an Amazonian warrior to me. But when when they had the the TV show, okay, so the TV show sucks, but. The girl who played Xena, Warrior Princess. Yeah, she could have done it. Yes, yes, she that could have, is she the body type right there. That's what you think of when you think of, you know, an Amazon woman who is a warrior. Yes, Lucy Lawless. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That is the body type. I mean, even I mean, she was she was still kind of skinny. Not really, but. I mean, but she had that. She was thick and she was muscular. Yes. And she was mean looking. She looked yeah. like she could kick your ass. I mean, she looked like you didn't want to mess with her. Or, yeah. or, or Arnold Schwarzenegger now. <laughs> <laughs> Put a wig on him. Yeah, he's good. I mean, all the muscles kind of turn into a little bit of flab. He's not really, like, big and bulky no more. I mean, not only that, but here, here's my thing. Here's another thing that kind of gets me. 
everywhere you go in the world, everybody has another – everybody has an accent. Even if you go from state to state, each state, they have their own specific accent. Did you notice that she has no – there's like no accent. There's nothing different. There's, they're just perfectly normal women that have never met another man – you know, and, and well, yet they speak perfect English. And she had a little bit of, she had a little bit of an accent. I think that was her own an personal accent. Ac- no, I'm talking her it, own personal no, accent. Yes, but it if is. you look at, but if you look at the Amazonians when they're all talking, it's all just straight yeah. perfect English. There's no accent there. There's nothing to, yeah. to There's nothing to significantly show a difference in who they are to anyone else. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, they, they, like you said, sound like they speak perfect English. I mean, hell, even – and they got the accents bad on, on all of them. I mean, even Ludendorff had a really bad German accent. It was a horrible German accent. It was. Uh, Chris Pine actually probably had the best German accent there was when he was sitting there talking to that scientist. Yes, at the yes. at the party. Yes, and his German accent was accent was kind of subpar. Right, but I don't know, man. That, that's just I don't know. You know, and and actually, since we're talking about, it, did you know that Gal Gadot trained for nine months to gain seventeen pounds of pure muscle? So where the hell did it what it didn't show? It was in her legs. It had to be in her legs. I mean, but she had nice I mean. Legs. Keep going, Dan. You might get a pillow for the couch. <laughs> I'll just I'll just lay my head on the arm. It's all right. Mm. He doesn't deserve I, a now, pillow or a blanket. I did actually like though how they brought in General Ludendorff um, into the film because of the fact that he actually was a real person in history. Um, and he, I don't know if you knew that or not, but he actually was a real general. And he really legitimately was ruthless. Like he didn't give a shit. Um, In which war? World War One. Okay, he was actually. Again, yeah, that goes back to to the whole time lapse thing that I'm talking about. That I was talking about at the beginning. Was this World War One right. or was this World War Two? This was World. Well, that's what right, and and that's the thing. Yeah. He was actually yeah. a general in World War One. He's the uh, uh, he was the supreme commander of German forces who actually authorized the use of the mustard gas. Yeah. So, I don't know, but, and then the thing is, like, you know, they call it, this is during World War One, but it's questionable. If you go back to the comics of Wonder Woman, she didn't even get the alias of Diana Prince that Chris Pine gives her when they're in London until she didn't gain that alias until World War II from an army nurse. Yeah, I just don't. <sighs> I just don't. I don't understand this movie. I really don't. The timeline was just way off in this movie. It really was. But anyway, back to our caller. 
But that's really all I had to say about the movie. So. Well, we definitely appreciate your insights. Um, and later you can appreciate the space heater. <laughs> <laughs> so considering I'm probably not going to get a blanket tonight, I'm going to appreciate the space heater a lot. <laughs> it gets cold in our living room. <laughs> it does. Maybe you'll think next time. I don't ever... Look, it's it's a <laughs> Sunday ritual. I spend the night on the couch. That's what happens. I mean, it's it's been happening since February twelfth of last year. So, I mean, it's 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 nothing new. No, it's not. So, but um, thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. Of course. You guys have a good show, and thank you for uh, for letting me call in. Absolutely. All right, love you guys. Love you. Love you. All right, so we are coming down to the last fifteen minutes of the show. If there's anything you guys would like to call of uh, the live segment of the show, if there's anything you guys would like to discuss about this movie, please do so. Call us at 646-668-8467. Like I said, we are down to the last uh, roughly 13 minutes of the show, so make that call quick. Pick up your phone and call in. Um, You know, being a superhero movie, I'm actually surprised we hadn't heard from Mario. Yeah, yeah, although he... Well, he's more of a Marvel fan, I know, but I mean... Yeah, yeah, I mean... He's he's talked to us, you know, about superheroes and this and that, but um, I was actually surprised we hadn't heard from him. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll, uh, I don't know. Now, here's, here's an interesting fact that I did just come across. Um, Apparently, Patty Jenkins, the director of this film, she's a big fan of Wonder Woman, which, if you're a big fan of it, how'd you screw it up so bad? Um, so clearly you weren't that big of a fan. But uh, Well, I mean, Zack Snyder did have his hand in this. Right. Um, she actually wanted Linda Carter and, and Lyle Wagner um, to actually make cameo appearances in the film. And for those of you who don't know, Linda Carter is the original Wonder Woman, and Lyle Wagner uh, actually played Steve in the show, in the TV show also. Um, but Lyle actually retired from acting in 2005 and, uh, Linda Carter, she's still active, but had conflicting schedules. So she was due to, due to conflicting schedules. She was unable to actually, uh, make a cameo in this, but, you know, I was actually thinking about that during the movie. It would have been awesome to see her in the movie. I mean, it 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 would have added a lot to this movie. Oh, I agree. Something else I think would have added a lot to the movie, though. Um, if and I I know you remember the comics and the TV show and this and that. The the tiara that she wears is actually can be used as a weapon. So yes. kind of makes you wonder: Are we going to see that in the new Wonder Woman that's coming out in 2019? Wait. Hmm. Yeah, I, I saw that. 
probably on the same website that you saw saw it on. And I don't know if I'm looking forward to that. What, you know the what new I mean? One or seeing the tiara as a weapon. It's seeing the new one. It's seeing Wonder Woman two. Well, not, I, mean, I mean, we're going to have to watch it. We're going to have to review it. Well, I mean, you know, it, you knew it was going to happen. Sadly enough, this movie, I, for as bad as it is, and I'm trying to understand, but I mean, other than the fact that they've reached the new, you know, hitting on the new generation. This movie has like a 94, 90, yeah, it's like a 94, 95% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And well, with a rating that high, it did really well. Well, and that's the thing. It did well in the, you know, it did well. So it's going to make, they're going to make a part two because, well, it's become a modern day cash cow. That's kind of like just our what sequels are. Do what? Which is what all sequels are. The, they're, they're cash cows. Yes. Now, one scene I want to get to, a couple of different scenes I want to get to, actually, um, that bring up a problem for me with DC movies. Um, It also brings up another aspect of this. Um, Okay, so we've talked Greek mythology, and, you know, we we actually had my son called in talking some Greek mythology. Yes. Excuse me. One of the big things that I didn't understand, um, if you look at the word Amazons, mm-hmm. okay, part the first part of that word, actually pretty much the whole word, it, in Greek it means without breast. But really, yes. And I didn't see. I didn't. Oh well, see, you learn something every day. Um, I do. You now you can think about this scene that we're going to be talking about while you're sleeping on the couch. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, they, awesome. It's supposed to be without. It, it means without breasts. But in the scene now, this and this is the part that bothers me about DC movies is DC is really and you're going to love this. DC is really bad with flashbacks. Point. Yeah. Yes. And when they go and do the flashbacks and the opening sequence with the young princess and you know she's she's watching all the training and then she goes into the training and and all this other stuff they every one of them has a flesh-colored cloth that almost looks like they have one side of their chest uncovered and just kind of like their boobs just hanging there. Did you, you I, I'm sure you noticed that. I'd actually have to go back and, and take a look at the movies and, and some of the pictures. But you know what? Actually, at, at some of the stills from the movie, you're kind of right. I'm I am right. If you go back and watch that scene in the movie, you'll see it looks like they got a tent hanging out. And yeah. They they kind of oversexualized them. I mean, but 
once again, it's it's kind of like I don't know. It's it's kind of like a uh, kind of a letdown. You know what I mean? They like they film they picked someone like Gal Gadot, which I take nothing away from her. She's she's a beautiful actress. She's she's talented. You know what I mean? She can do work, but I don't feel like she was the right pick for this role. Um, no. And, and and that goes to Hollywood movies. They want to pick the up-and-coming star or the sexiest, most popular one right then or, you know, something that's going to grab attention. And let's be honest, she does grab the attention of a lot of people. You know, she's she's gorgeous. But I don't think she was the right choice for this movie. And did you also notice that she's – just about one of the only ones of the Amazons of the Amazonians, sorry, that doesn't wear that outfit. Now her mom didn't wear it, um, and like I think one of her aunts didn't wear. It. Like basically the big names, but all the the other people all had like one one side of their chest exposed. Yeah, the right. Yeah, I kind of noticed that because. Wears armor. Um, the head of security, uh, not security, the head of the army. Um, I, I can't pronounce the name. You know, she wears armor as well, but the rest of them kind of wear like a loincloth type costume, per se. Yeah. Well, and that goes that also goes in hand with why this. I mean, if you look at this movie, the whole movie for Wonder Woman, this thing has taken what twelve years to finally. Well, not say now eighteen, so eleven years to finally come out. This movie has been in development since nineteen ninety six. They've had multiple directors and writers. Start working on this film, but they keep getting replaced because the people are either getting replaced or they're they're leaving due to the fact that there's so many creative differences of what they want to do and what DC wants, and it's just so many changes. And it's like I, I guarantee that a lot of these people probably got the boot or left due to the fact that they wanted to bring the Wonder Woman that everyone's always known to the big screen. And they didn't want that. They like, no, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. It's not going to sell this and this and this. So let's go a different route. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was... It was... It was a wreck from the very beginning. No, like and, and saying, go, go ahead, ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was I was also going to say another thing that I did I disliked about this movie with Wonder Woman too was how many times when you were a kid did you watch Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman or, or Iron Man? Any any superhero movie whatsoever, there's 
always a transformation in costume. Whether you see it or not, you know they transformed. In this movie, yeah. there's no transformation. She's always She's wearing always. the outfit yeah. underneath her other clothes. Like, damn, girl, don't yes. you wash that shit? Well, the I mean, is, is how comfortable is that, really? Right. I mean, well, she doesn't. And that's the thing. Like, that's one of the coolest. For me, watching Superman, that was one of the coolest things. When Christopher Reeves run into a phone booth. You yes. know, I mean, watching, yes. you know, watching Wonder Woman fucking spin in a circle real fast. I mean, there was always a transformation. <laughs> yes, Batman and Robin. Yes. Right. Yes. You know, Adam West yes. and Dick Ward sliding down a pole and into the Batcave. Boom, they're down there. And, you know, you know, like the transformation happens on the pole. You yes. know, this was cool shit. Batman has to go to his Batcave to get changed, you know, but you knew what he was doing. There's yes. no transformation at all whatsoever. No, she, that took away from the superhero aspect for me, I think. Yeah, she even had it on her, her dress thing that she was wearing, which or her her clothes that she was wearing in in England. Which Well, like the big ass dress that she's wearing. You gonna tell me nobody noticed that, that looked like a fucking sword? Right? Which okay, let's talk about that dress for for a second. This blue dress that is form-fitting, form-fitting, and you don't see the plates of armor underneath, and she's, and she's riding on a horse, and you see the dress come off, and I'm thinking, oh my god, she's naked, but no, somehow she's got the, the, the costume on underneath. Absolutely. And I'm like, how, because Look at her costume, and this is one thing that bothered me about her costume. I know we've only got about a minute left, um, so I'm going to hold off right there for a second. Um, All right. We'll look that up in our recorded section. Um, All right. Well, Brian. I got you. I'll say, do you want to quickly, quickly tell them what we're doing next week? Yeah. Well, for those of you who already know, we will be back here every next week, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Dan and I are going to be talking about the Kingsman movies. Um, yes. If you have not seen them yet, make sure you hit them up and check them out. They are awesome movies. Um, we're going to be talking about those, breaking those down, taking a look at them. Make sure you guys check them out. As always, hit us up, Facebook, Twitter. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Share our page. Share our, shin, our pinned posts. And uh, make sure you guys tune in next week. Like I said, we will be talking about Kingsman. Dan? Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the live segment. Um, we're about to go into our recorded session. Um, thank you. That's all I got. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, Dan and I will dive back in. So make sure you guys check out that pod se- podcast section. Click on this link here in about an hour, and you'll be able to listen to the rest of the show. Extended clip and body them all day. Roller 
every station wreck the DJ. Roll at every station wreck the DJ. If hip hop should die before I wait, I load an extended clip and body them all day. Roll at every station wreck the DJ. Roll at every station wreck the DJ. Chill, party and die in the same corner. Get cast in fast body, they man's mama. Quick, fast, trigger fingers on a llama. Revenge in the eyes, Hennessy in the ganja. Words to the wise, with villain say the minds. Grinded, hitting Brazilian dimes from behind. Grinded, hitting Brazilian dimes from behind. Grinded, hitting Brazilian dimes from behind. Whenever, if ever, I roll up, it's sewn up. Any ghetto would tell you, nice help grow what's up. My face once raised promotional Sony trucks. 100 million in billing, I helped blow them up. Gave my man my right, I could have went left. So like my girl Foxy, the kid went deaf. So people, who's the top ten? Is it MC Shan? Is it MC Ren? If hip hop should die before I wake, I put an extended clip and body them all day. Roll at every station, wreck the DJ. Roll at every station, wreck the DJ. If hip hop should die before I wake, I load an extended clip and body them all day. Roll at every station, wreck the DJ. Roll at a station, wreck the DJ. Bigger the cap, the bigger the pillin'. Come through something ill, missing the ceiling. What influenced my rap? Stick ups and killings, kidnappings, project buildings, drug dealings. Criticize that, why is that? Cause Nas rap is compared to legitimized crap. Cause we love to talk on nasty chickens. Most intellectuals will only half listen. So you can't blame jazz musicians or David Stern with his NBA fashion issues. Oh, I think they like me and my white tee. You can't ice me, we here for life be. On my second marriage, hip hop's my first wifey. And for that, we're not taking it lightly. If hip hop should die, we die together. Bodies in the morgue lie together, all together now. If hip hop should die before I wake, I put an extended clip and body them all day. Roll at every station, wreck the DJ. Roll at every station, wreck the DJ. If hip hop should die before I wake, I load an extended clip and body them all day. Roller every station, wreck the DJ. Roller A station, wreck the DJ. Everybody sound the same, commercialize the game, reminiscing when it wasn't all business, it forgot where it started, so we all gather here for the daily departed, hip-hopper since the toddler, one homeboy became a man then a monster, if it dies let me get my last swing of vodka, R.I.P. we donate your lungs to a roster, went from turntables to mp3s, from V Street to commercials on Mickey D's, from gold cables to Jacobs, from plain facials to Botox and facelift, I'm looking over my shoulder, it's about 80 people from my hood that showed up. And they came to show love Sold out concert and the doors are closed shut Welcome back ladies and gentlemen You are now on the recorded session Of Two Guys on a Balcony I am Dan And with me, as always Is my best friend and my brother, Brian Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you can still hit us up on Facebook and Twitter Um, We're kind of on Instagram Um we have our own website, TGIABTalkRadio.com. Go there, check it out. You can email us. Um, you can go to our Facebook page. You can message us. Um, you can go to Twitter and tweet us. Um, in our live segment, you can call us, 646-668-8467. Don't 
Don't forget to go to cafepress.com backslash TGAAB and go get your official Two Guys in a Balcony merchandise. Um, they've got all kinds of neat stuff there. Um, so go check it out. Anyway, Brian. Check it out now. Check it out now. <laughs> go get you some. Go get you some. Uh, I'm just saying that because some. get some. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so before we went on break, we're talking about the costume again. Um, oh, Jesus. Uh, one of the things I wonder about the costume, and it bothered me from the from the for the first time that I watched this movie, was, and I know you noticed this too, Brian, was the top of the eagle, the head of the eagle, and the very tip of the wings, how it kind of bent in or bent out. And Did you notice I'm sorry, that? Say, say that one more time now. Okay, Wonder Woman's costume. Top. Where uh-huh. the eagle is. Yeah. If you look at it, the the top of the head of the eagle is bent out, and the tips of the wings are bent out. Yeah. This just reinforces the fact of the the, the the metallic look and metallic feel of her costume. Yep. And and which which leads into, or which leads back to, the the whole the whole blue dress. You know where they're at the the whole big gala before the signing of the armistice. Right. Wouldn't that have been noticed in the blue dress? And this goes back to your whole costume changing thing. Yep. It just... It doesn't make sense. Well, and a lot of it doesn't. I mean, like we said, no. you know, it is DC movies. I mean, they do, for some reason, like to screw a lot of things up, so... And I mean that that was just the point that I wanted to make um, before you know before our live uh, segment ended. Um, but it just, that it just oh well, we only had a minute left, and you know we'll I wanted everybody. To know, well, I wanted everybody to know what we were going to be talking about next week. So and we had to do you know the ending of our live segment. But this is okay. Did you know this? But I was going to say, this is Gal Gadot's first film in her acting career that she actually received top billing. I mean, I can see why. She is the main character. Yeah. Well, she uh, – it's funny because Kate Blanchett was actually offered the, the role first, but she turned it down. I don't, I don't see her as an Amazonian. No. Instead, she took, the, she took on the role of uh, – uh, in Thor Ragnarok, she took that role in Thor. I can I can understand why. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd go with Marvel over DC too. Oh, I mean, of course. But you can't tell me if you weren't offered a part in a DC movie that you wouldn't take it. No, I mean, you're. I mean, if I had a chance to go from DC to Thor, to Marvel, yeah, I'm gone. But if I have an an opportunity for a role in in a in a DC movie, yeah, I'll take it. 
I mean, my my views and opinions on this show are going to be a little different about that specific movie. But <laughs> well, maybe not the whole movie, but your part is, is that one that one specific character, man. He may have been an extra that you only seen for ten seconds, but his role, <laughs> phenomenal acting right there, perfectly executed. He was the gay executed. prostitute on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. He did a great job. <laughs> He did. He did. It played a very, very good gay prostitute. (laughs) This movie actually, it had a, oh, okay, so this had an opening gross of of, uh, over $103.3 million from 4,100 theaters. This movie became the highest U.S. opening for a female director. That was previously set by the 50, uh, the director Sam Taylor Johnson that did Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, I could actually see both of those movies. I mean, both of them were hyped up to be more than what they were. Now, I've never seen Fifty Shades of Grey, and the only way that I will watch it is if Brian forces me to. And I'm telling my you right now to do a to do a a, a special. On it on this show. Well, I just want to. I'm going to throw this out there. Um, to to your wife. This is a message to your wife. I know she's listening. Um, I was man enough to sit down with my woman and watch these movies. Um, we have seen the first two. I have not seen. I, I think the only. The, I think there's only two out right now. The third one hasn't come out yet. But we have seen the first two. I sat down and watched them. Um, so just saying, you know, Dan's slacking there. If if I can do it, he can do it. So get on him. Um, the thing is, but, my uh, wife doesn't want to watch these movies. Oh, okay. Well, I was saying she did. I think no. honestly, though, I've I've watched these movies and I've not read the books, but I've read reviews on the books, and I know a lot of people that have read the books. And I think the only reason these bo- these movies did so well was because of the fact of how good the books were. That's the only reason those movies did so well, because they are not good movies at all, whatsoever. They are very dry and very boring books, or very dry, very dry and very boring movies. Now, the books, we all know, and Dan, I know you know this too, books, no, no movie will ever beat the book. Um, no, there are some the, that actually live up to the book. Well, that, I'm saying, with the exception, there are some movies that are actually better than the books. Um. But this right here, like, I think, honestly, the biggest, the, the thing that made the Fifty Shades of Grey movies so successful was the books. Had it not been for the books and just a movie came out, I don't think it would have done shit. Probably not. Probably not. And if it did, if it did, part two wouldn't have been very good. The second part would have been hor- would have been really bad. Because of the simple fact that they would have seen what the first part was about. I mean, yeah. and it's not not the topic, but seeing what it was about as in the writing, the acting, everything else about the movie. Now, with what the movie is actually about, it hits a whole different audience, and that's huge. But the fact that they totally just went left field with these movies, it was just bad. So... It's not. I don't. I, I'm not surprised that that was one of the biggest ones that actually held the record. Um, 
And I'm not surprised that this movie actually that actually beat out Fifty Shades of Grey because of the fact that I mean it's a su- it's a woman superhero. And with all this, well, it's a movie that, with all this, that with all these current events are. going on, right? Well, and that's the thing we were talking earlier. Gal Gadot, she she really does. She's she's a gorgeous lady. So you know, of course, naturally it adheres to the men and the boys, and then. You know, you got the adults who watch, grew up watching Wonder Woman, and then you've got the modern day, you know, you got all the kids now that want to see the superhero movies, and then you've got the women. All these women out there that are starting these women's rights and this and that. So naturally, they're going to go see it because they're already fighting for the fact that women should be ahead of the, ahead of the male population on everything in the world. So they're going to go see it to support a woman in the leading role. So you already touched on so many different angles in this movie that it really doesn't matter how bad it is because hey you you've done hit on everybody you you done hit everybody's you you done hit something to hit, to intrigue everybody in different areas of interest. We sound like a bunch of male chauvinist pigs, you know that. Well, we it does sound like that, and that's not what <laughs> But that's not what we're getting at at all. I mean, and, and you know it's that. And a lot of no. our, our current, you know, our, our our regular listeners, they know that too. But and that's not what it's that's not what it's about. And that's not what we're we're saying. But that's exactly what it seems to be. And I think that's part of a big part of what made it so successful. I agree. I I mean I agree with you on that. Because like I said, I don't take nothing away from her acting at all. I take everything away from the screenwriting and the directing. Yeah, I mean, the her screenwriting acting been, was bad. Her acting could have been a little better. It could have been better, but when you're wrote in to act like that and they think it's a phenomenal job, I mean, what do you what do you expect? You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. For me to to defend that, because I don't know, she just wasn't. To me, she wasn't as engaging an actress as she should have been for this movie. Even with the bad writing and the bad directing, she, she she could have been a lot more engaging, which would have been which would have made the movie more interesting. You know what I mean? I think the I think the most interesting part of this movie was the fact that Gal Gadot and Emily Carey, the one the girl that played the young Diana actually share the same birthday. That's about the most interesting thing about this movie. That's actually kind of cool. Um, they actually are, this is also the first uh, DC Extended Universe movie has received a 90 plus rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's actually equivalent to a critical acclaim. I don't know if you knew that or not, but... Well, I mean, to be honest, it was a lot better than Batman versus Superman. Well, and that's what I was saying, you know, to begin with, was this is the best DC movie, DC Extended Universe movie so far. Uh, and it was, and that's not, I, 
I, I, I just, they, I feel like they, I kind of disagree with you on that. Okay, enlighten me. Okay, I would, uh, and and you know my feelings, and you know our listeners know my feelings on the DC universe, DC static universe. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I apologize. I just read something. That you're going to fucking love. And it goes back to something that you said earlier. I will bring it up in a little bit. Please please continue. I'm sorry. I, I came across it and it caught me off guard. That's okay. <laughs> That's My <all> apologies. Right. <laughs> My thing is, is I would have to say that Suicide Squad is just a notch above <laughs> Wonder Woman. Why? Do Suicide you Squad was in it? Well, I mean... That aside, Suicide Squad was more engaging. It kept your it kept your interest more. Wonder Woman was boring. Wonder Woman was boring. Now I will give you that. It was more engaging, yes. But there was for me there was so many aspects of Suicide Squad that made it bad that took away from all of that. But so did Wonder Woman. Well, it it did, but Suicide, I'm saying Suicide Squad did not have the the script problems that Wonder Woman did. Suicide I don't know. Squad I'd have had to its say. own script problems, and it had the the horrendous Joker, and it had. I think the only ben thing Affleck that helped Batman. The only thing that helped Suicide Squad was the fact that Will Smith was probably like, "Yeah, you should do this and this and this instead," and they listened. Because of the fact it's Will Smith, and when Will Smith tells you to change something in a movie, who are you to say no? It's Will. It's it's fucking Will Smith. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, Suicide Squad was more engaging and more entertaining. There was always stuff happening. I mean, even through the flashbacks, there was there was a lot of action and there was a lot of there was a lot more storytelling. Whereas in Wonder Woman, is okay. So you have the big. You have the fight scene with the Germans, and then she leaves. She goes to London, and you have this big old boring scene where they go into the 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 chamber, not the chamber, but the room with all the guys. And you know, it's not really Parliament, but you know, the defense um, the defense meeting. Right. And then they walk out. Then they go to the bar, and they have the plan. And then there's a little more action. And then there's not, and then there's a little more action, and then there's more boring stuff, and then there's action, and then Steve dies, and then there's more action, and that's the end of the movie. In Suicide Squad, even through the flashbacks, even through the most boring parts of the flashbacks, and the boring parts of the movie, when they're sitting in the bar... When they're sitting in the bar in Suicide Squad, it is more engaging and more interesting than than the biggest fight scene in Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was boring throughout the entire fucking movie. And I'll tell you what made it what made it worse. And this was a point that I wanted to bring up earlier, but I didn't have time. The special effects in Wonder Woman. And 
Batman versus CGI Superman. CGI was horrible. Oh, dude, dude. Okay, so this oh movie came God. out in 2017, right? Hold on, before we talk about the CGI, I want to throw out this little moment that I laughed about. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I hate to say this, I do. Okay, so we know this movie was in production. It's been in production since 2004. Yeah. In 2005, Angelina Jolie was offered the chance to play the lead role, but she declined. In, in 2015, she had considered to direct it, but they chose not to go with her. I just wow. wanted to throw that out there for you because I know you're going to love – you'd love to hear that one. Uh, that would have been awesome, actually. Now you see why I busted out laughing. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. So yes. Um. Okay. So back to CGI was bad. Okay, hold on, hold on, because I'm gonna put, I'm gonna throw something out there, and if you didn't notice it, you're automatically gonna make the connection. I'm gonna throw out, okay, Wonder Woman 2017, right? Okay. The CGI, the special effects, and the fighting style. I have not. Seen that much slow motion cinematography? <laughs> <The Matrix. laughs> You're jumping ahead of me. Right. And bad and, and, and CGI since the Matrix Revolutions. <laughs> and, and I knew you were gonna get it. I knew <laughs> as soon as I said slow motion, I knew you were gonna get it, dude. It's 2017. Matrix Revolutions came out in 2003. Have we not expanded in the past 14 years in CGI that we're still doing the same shit that we were doing 13 years ago? I it know looks, it. It, even the fight scenes, like they were choreographed the Matrix Revolutions. Well, and, and the sad part is I think the fight scene would have been a hell of a lot cooler had been – a full speed movie, but instead of slowing it down, don't don't slow the movie down, because the fight scenes will be a lot cooler. The only and, and that's the thing, they slow shit down one so you can see these awesome moves, but at the same time, I think honestly they slow a lot of shit. And you see it a lot more in movies now is they do they slow a lot of stuff down. Why fillers? They slow shit down for fillers. That's it. Yeah, to make it longer. I don't need I don't need to see somebody limbo to miss a sword. Or something being thrown at them to know that they missed it. Give us that in full speed, because then you're like, "Holy shit, that just happened!" Because you expect the slow motion anymore. It's it's become like a second nature in film, where they get slow but, motion and they do it for so much stuff. It's ridiculous. Oh God! But to me, it was it was the first time that they do it is on the beach in Themyscira when the Germans attack. And as soon as I saw that, and as soon as I saw some of the moves that they were doing, and I saw the bad CGI, I immediately, immediately thought of the scene in Matrix Revolutions where Neo is in the park fighting all the Agent Smiths. Where he takes the the metal pole, he shoves it into the ground, and he's walking around kicking all the people. 
and he takes it and does the ballet dance where he bends over backwards and swings it. Yes. It's all all the bad moves that he does in that movie, in that scene in particular. That's what it reminded me of. Every action scene in this movie where they slowed it down and had these weird contortionist moves reminded me of that scene in the third Matrix movie. And it was it, – it took away – from the movie entirely because it looks like you borrowed elements from a movie that is 14 years old. And if you can't be original, then, I mean, I really don't have any use for your movie. It bores me. I've seen it all before. I didn't like it back in 2003 when they did it. And I sure as fuck don't like it now. And I don't understand why they did that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's literally an assault on the senses. No, I agree with you. I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, and, and like I said, it's just... I don't know. And I think it's funny that as soon as I said slow motion, you kind of whispered in the background, The Matrix. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's exactly where I was going with that. And I knew you were thinking of the same movie, the third Matrix movie, Matrix Revolutions. And I'm pretty sure you were thinking of the exact same scene. Because that's exactly what it looks like. Yep. It really does, too. And it's... it's Okay, DC, I'm going to put this out there. If you're going to do scenes like that, and you're going to add CGI into the movie, and you're going to have fight scenes like that, and you want it to make it look good, call James Cameron. I'm not a big fan of his new work, but I will say the CGI and... um, Oh, fuck. Why did the movie just, just... The movie with the blue aliens. Brian, you know which movie I'm talking about. Avatar. I do. I was, wait, I was waiting to see if you fucking figured it out. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. That's the, uh, that's the blows to the head. Um, it, I hated the movie Avatar, but... It had really good CGI. I mean, the whole movie was CGI, but it was really good. If they're going to do a slow motion fight scene, they need to come up with better graphics. Well, I do agree with you there. Um, I do agree with you, though. Sorry, I had to say goodnight to my daughter real quick. No, you're good. I, I was wondering what happened there. I was like... Um... <laughs> I, I hope I didn't lose him. No, I'm still here. I had to say goodnight to my daughter real quick. I put myself on mute when I do that. I just... I don't know, man. Did you know... You know, and I just thought about this. Not one time was she addressed or anyone addressed her or even said anything. Those... The two words, Wonder Woman, were not mentioned in the... Were not quoted in the movie at all whatsoever. <laughs> 
No. No, she was never called Wonder Woman. I just thought uh, of that. Uh, actually, actually, I think it was referenced one time. No, no. I don't even think it was referenced. They kind of, you know, made it, you know, funny when they were in the bar and they're like, you know, what should we call ourselves? Oh, Wonder Man or something like that. Here, here's another thing. Where the hell's her invisible jet? <laughs> Look, she lost that after Super Friends, all right? I, I do want to say, though, I do want to congratulate DC because this is the first film that DC's done since The Green Lantern that did not feature Batman or Superman. So I want to say congratulations on that because you didn't need Batman or Superman to save a movie because, let's be honest, well, Let's be honest, Gal Gadot is no – Gal Gadot to Wonder Woman is so much better than Ryan Reynolds to the Green Lantern. <laughs> I think he would have to agree with us on that. Yeah, he, he would. Yeah, I know. I love how he actually did that. Well, and I think that right there was, you know, it was one of those things where he might have been proud of it, but then when he realized the, the the catastrophe that he made and the amount of his fans that did not like it, he's like, ah, fuck it, I'll just shoot it down, but I'll watch it in my own house. <laughs> I don't even think he liked it. Let's be honest. I could see Ryan Reynolds watching some of his old movies and acting out his own scenes in his house, and like in his front room or something. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Reynolds standing in his living room in his underwear doing the uh, the Green Lantern suit reveal. Yes. <laughs> I, I could that. actually see him. I could actually see him doing it at the foot of his bed while some chick's sitting on the bed. He'd be like, "Watch this." <laughs> oh God, that would be him taking off his clothes. <laughs> oh God, we're fucked in the head. Yes, we are. But uh, but no, man, I mean, this, I don't know. I Now, see, I, I do disagree with you on now, the Suicide Squad being better than Wonder Woman. Do I, But I completely agree with you on the fact that it did actually have more, it, it did actually kind of pull you in a little bit more um, with a story. It, had, it did have a little better writing at some points. But take away the writing of that to where they're equally say they're equally written. I st- I have to say the only thing that made Suicide Squad as good as it did was Will Smith's role. And it's I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's hard for me to it it's hard for me to to it's hard for me to even say that I even liked Suicide Squad e- even just a little bit. But to say it was better than Wonder Woman, I don't know. It, it's it's hard to judge both of them, but yes, I do see where you're going at. There was just so okay. many things about Suicide Squad that makes me not like it. I mean, just, just some of the simple nonsense, well, yeah. you know what I mean? I have two words for you. Harley Quinn. Horrible. Yes, but she added a comedic element to... To the movie, and her little, her little, you know, comedic one-liners here and there, and and you know stuff like that. 
actually kind of made up for the overall bad writing and acting that she did as Harley Quinn. The little one-liners made, I don't want to say made up for it, but it added that comedic element to the movie. If Wonder Woman was a dark and dreary and depressing. There was nothing really exciting about Wonder Woman. And, and you know, I challenge anybody to tell me that there was. Wonder Woman was boring. It was depressing. It was dark. And it was very, very poorly written. Okay, so let's go ahead. I want to jump through. we got about 25 minutes left. I want to talk about some of our favorite scenes in the movie. And when I say favorite, I mean whether it was a good scene or a bad scene, it was something that made you laugh or, you know, you were actually like, oh, wow, that's cool. But just, just those moments, you know what I mean? Those moments where you're just like, really? Are you serious? Okay, where did you want to start? I'll go right ahead. Okay. One of my... I don't want to say favorite scenes, but one of the scenes that made the movie intriguing was the uh, the face reveal of Dr. Maru. Because throughout the entire movie, you have you see her with the plates on her face. And then right at the end, Ares um you know, has has the, the faceplate dissolved and you get to see who she is. Who she really is. And that to me was was actually kind of interesting. I mean, you know, I would kinda of like to know the back to that. I mean just as a um you know, just as a as a little quip, like, you know, an extra in the movie, you know, or at the, you know, in the, in the special features. Um, it would be interesting to know how that happened. Yeah. Now, one thing one thing that I noticed, I don't know if you caught it or not, but did you notice throughout the movie, uh, off my off my thing, but it just kind of brought that up. But did you notice throughout the movie how uh, her wristbands would keep disappearing, like they disappear and reappear, disappear, reappear? Yeah, it's kind of like her costume. Yeah, it would just like disappear, reappear, like the wristbands. Where the hell are you gonna hide them? They wrapped around your ankles. <laughs> her legs were small <laughs> enough, so. But I mean, this is true. I th- one of my favorite scenes of the movie, and it's just because you and I were were in the army with idiots. But were they we sitting were also there? Idiots and, in the army. Yes. Well, yeah, but we don't need to let people know that they they can no. make they can they can come to that conclusion on their own. But uh, when they're in no man's land. 
Yeah. Okay, when he's like, this is no man's land. No man has ever been able to cross it. Okay, Plain, painfully obvious. You know, you're yes. talking to a woman. But she goes out there, and she gets to the point where she's buckled down with the shield in front of her. And he clearly, he says, she's taking all the fire. Well, no shit, because she's the only <laughs> one out there. Right. I mean, come on, man. She's the only oh. one out there. Of course she's taking all the damn fire. I mean, that's got to be the dumbest. That's got to be one of my favorite and dumbest lines in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. She's taking all the fire. I mean, she's this big, I mean, she's this woman dressed all in red and blue and gold with a big-ass shield. I mean, it's not like she's camouflaged or anything. Well, and, and that was my thing, was like, no shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, I just don't get it, man. Uh, one of my favorite scenes, and I was actually kind of disappointed that they did a scene after the main part of the credits that they've done in some of the other movies. Like they did in Suicide Squad. Yeah, like they did in Suicide Squad. Um, they had an epilogue in there, but it's found in the special features on, um, I know Blu-ray, I'm not sure if it's on, I'm pretty sure it's on the DVD. Um, but it's Edda's mission. I don't know if you got a chance to see that. Um, Edda was... Uh, uh, was Steve's secretary. And she comes and meets um, the other guys, you know, who we don't really... You know, the chief, Charlie, and Samir. And she gives them a mission. And, you know, they're all like, oh, well, who's going to lead us? You know, Diana's gone and blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm the leader now. And then the big dude that was going after uh, Charlie comes back and she beats the crap out of him. And the bartender is dying laughing in the background, laughing at the big dudes that beat up Charlie in the bar before, and it's like, that's two times you've been beat up by a woman. Um, and to me, I mean, that was, that's the comedic element that I'm talking about that needs to be in the movies. That needed to be in this movie to lighten the tone a little bit. Because that would have been perfect. That would have been perfect in the movie. But they have it as an extra in the special features on the Blu-ray. I mean, you literally have to go hunt for it. But if you haven't seen it, you need to go YouTube it, whatever. It is actually funny. And it kind of leads into... Um, it kind of leads into Justice League because they're talking about... Um, their mission in Belgium, they uncovered something, blah, 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 blah. And it actually has a picture of a mother box. 
If you're not a DC fan, you don't know what a mother box is, look it up. I'm not a DC fan. I had to look it up. Um, but I've seen it in some of the other, in some of the, the animated movies. Um, so, and it, and it kind of leads into Justice League a little bit, which I thought was kind of cool. I thought, I think they should have put it at the end of the movie, um, at the end of the big credits where they announce all the big actors, where, you know, everybody else does their epilogue scenes. Um, I think it should have been part of the movie instead of a special feature so that everybody could enjoy it. But, again, if you haven't seen it, go watch it somewhere. Because it kind of hints at, you know, what Justice League is going to be about. Are you there? I thought you were, I thought you were still going to go. I was interested. I, I mean, you kept going. <laughs> I mean, that's that's basically what the scene is. She comes, says, "Hey guys, we are, you know, we've been tasked to retrieve this." She beats up the big dude. They show the top secret files. It's a mother box, and it leads into Justice League. Okay. So, I'm still stuck on the fact of the boat. When they're on a sailboat, and they both lay down. Now, Dan, I don't know if you've ever been on a sailboat or not. Yeah. A sailboat can very easily change directions very, very fast. And it goes with the wind. I just I don't understand who the how the fuck did they you know you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, where is mascara in relation to the rest of the civilized world? That's my question. I mean, they keep saying that these women are Amazonians. But, I mean, if they're really Amazon, first off, what the fuck are the Germans doing there in World War One? And number two, how the fuck did they get it all the way to England? I just, I don't get it. Now... Here's another question I have. So, here we have a guy that's in a plane full of a bunch of gas that's going to kill a bunch of people, right? Yeah. Okay. They say that this bomb is set on a timer. Yeah. They've either figured out exactly how long it takes for this thing to fly... To England, and how long it's down to the precise second, and then they're going to kill everybody. So they've done their math. But who's going to set the charges? Does the timer get set before they take off, 
or do they set the timer before they before like when they're close? How does this happen? Because they don't test, they don't talk about this. And my thing is, is back then there were parachutes, and I'm sure that somebody had a parachute on the plane or whatever. But even even if they didn't, well, both the pilots did. Right. So why couldn't they do something like set the charges? Why couldn't they set the timer or set charges and then get the plane up to altitude where it needed to be and then jump from it and live? Okay. And, and, and I'm going to answer a couple of your questions because I, I kind of wondered that too. He didn't have to die. That's all I'm saying. He did not have to die. And, and I agree with you, and I'm going to or explain my she rationale defeated, on this. She defeated Ares. Why didn't he just land the fucking plane and they deactivate the thing? Well, I mean, yeah. But if he wouldn't have died, she wouldn't have retaliated, you know, getting gotten pissed she off. She wouldn't have been able to, new, kill the, to kill Right, she wouldn't have got her new powers and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so, but either way, he still didn't have to die. Right, okay, so the timer on the plane. The timer was actually ticking when Samir brought the bomb onto the plane. That's how he noticed it. So they were calculating how long it was going to take to load the plane, fly the plane, and then have it hit England, and they timed it perfectly, which is bullshit. Yeah. Now (laughs) – <laughs> yeah. Now, the the parachute issue. If you look, when Steve first opens the door and goes into goes into the plane, the co-pilot or the pilot, one of the one of them is standing there. He beats the crap out of him. Hey, he kicks him off the plane. Which parachute? Which also I would like to point out that door was very easy to be opened from the outside right? on a plane right? that's in the middle of takeoff. Yes. I mean, we are talking World War One. You know, they didn't really have a whole lot of locks. Either but way, anyway. it's still got in the middle of takeoff. Yeah. I mean And, it, and if, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, it opened up to the right. Or did it swing open? I don't remember which. Uh, it opened the it opened opposite. Yeah, it opened the right way, to where the okay, door would have so opened into the wind, like the, right. the outside of the door when they opened it would have still been against the airflow, which would have forced that, the door yeah. shut. Would have been even yeah. harder to open. Yep. Because the door didn't fly open, so it opened the right way. I mean, all and and I think all planes do that. They they open them all the same way. But unless they go up, but either way, yeah. this dumbass is able to open. So if he's able to open this door while the plane's in the middle of takeoff, then why wasn't he the one saving everybody? He clearly strong enough to do the shit. Right. That would have been hard to open, regardless of how old that plane is, regardless of how much oil is on them hinges, regardless of how easy that door is to open. That would have been a very hard door to open. He just pulls it open like it was nothing. So right. Then he kicks out the guy that has the parachute. Right. That has a parachute. But then he beats up the other guy that has a parachute and leaves him there. He doesn't throw the second guy out. He had a parachute the whole time. He did. 
ah, maybe in Wonder Woman 2, we'll see him come back. No, we ain't going to see maybe him come back. Maybe he did parachute. Yeah, probably. Because but, if that was okay. the case, no, because Wonder Woman 2 is going to be set in modern day because of the fact that this whole movie was a flashback. This is true. It's true. He's dead. So, okay, my thing now, is, my issue, one of the issues that I had, okay, we all, you and I both know how bombs work, right? Right. You've got two ways to that. You, you, I mean, you've got pretty much two ways to detonate them, either by an electrical current or impact, right? Yes. Well, pressure. Right. Right. So. If you were to shoot a bomb, even one in World War One, would it really explode like that, or would he have? I mean, okay. First off, his aim must have been incredible, getting back like that to hit the warhead. Number one, two. That warhead had extremely unstable. For it to have been ignited by a bullet. Because honestly, all he would have done was shot one of the 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 casings of the bomb and exposed himself to the gas, which would have been a very painful death, but it would not have exploded the plane. All right, so here's another question I've got for you then. I hear you hear you right. analyze this one. So where what well, what kind of general first off uses his own troops as test subjects? But what kind of general uses oh, his own troops? Well, what kind of general uses his own troops as test subjects in front of the other troops that he hasn't used yet? Like, they were all right well, there in that room, and there's a big-ass glass window, like, for your viewing pleasure of people's death, melting flesh and all. Well, okay, so this is a, this is a big scare tactic for uh, people that want to maintain control but can't control by means of coercion. They control by means of fear. Uh, not to, um, if you were disobedient, if you didn't, you know, agree to their, uh, you know, their views or whatever, or just as a show of force saying, hey, look, this is what could happen to you if you don't do what I say. You know, I mean, a lot of terror groups do that. Um, you know, they will sack, you know, they will their own people to show others that you know they don't really care you know that if you don't do what they say or if you don't agree with them or if you don't 
abide by their rules, this is what could happen to you. It's a scare tactic. And it's a psychological mindfuck. I don't think it was a scare tactic because nobody else looks scared. Nobody in that room looks scared except for Christopher Pine. I mean... Oh, oh Captain Kirk in his young days. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, we've only got a couple more minutes, Brian, before our show ends. Um, like you said, at the end of our, uh, live segment, I think we are going to be talking about the two Kingsman movies, um, Kingsman, the Secret Service, and Kingsman, Golden Circle. Uh, we will be talking about them and breaking them down. Um, I really enjoyed both movies, actually. I'm just going to put that out now. Um, but there are Jackson with a lisp is awesome. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Um, but there are aspects of both movies that we will be breaking down and talking about, um, because it's what we do. So tune in next week, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, right here on Blog Talk Radio backslash blogtalkradio.com backslash radio AFS. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page and click the link. Um, call to us next week at 646 and discuss the Kingsman movies with us. Um, Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, Go ahead and hit that like button, hit that share button, hit that follow button, and you'll be able to see everything that we do during the week. You'll be notified of our upcoming shows and events that we have going on. Uh, Make sure you guys go over to capitpress.com backslash T-I-A-B. Go get your uh, official guys in our balcony merchandise. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I say every week, and I will continue to get, uh, stay safe, stay smart. Uh, we want you back here next week listening to us, talking to us, and um, discussing stuff with us. So, uh, yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate all of our listeners. Um, and then next week. Brian, what you got? Oh, well, you know, you pretty much covered it. But uh-huh. uh, definitely, thanks for tuning in. You know, like Dan said, we will be talking about the Kingsman movies next week. And uh, that'll definitely be fun. So make sure you guys check those movies out. And that way you're able to tune in, call in, you know, let us know what you thought of them. And uh, that's pretty much it. So uh, we will uh, catch you guys next week. And, yep, have a good week, guys. Catch you later.